It's the Tiltcast, episode 459. A lot more better. And this week, guys, we talk Dark Souls Remastered, Mr. Prepper, Arc Extinction, and Subnautica. Stay tuned. Better, better, more better. Welcome. It only gets gooder. This is the Nymph from TVGP, and you, fine listener, are listening to the Tiltcast. And it's the ah. Tiltcast. And we're back. Oh, boy. Ooh. Um, just getting it started off for a mature-rated show. I'm Nas. I'm Jason. I'm Rusty. And we have and a I'm special. Red's Wicked Black Cherry the Nymph. Oh, look there. at that. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we snagged Nymph from TVGP tonight. Um, like I said last week, uh, we were going to have a guest. I was pretty sure we were having a guest. <laughs> we were we were almost sure that we were having a guest, and then and then I wasn't watching the right Twitter, so that was were, on me. You were you you fell asleep on it, and that's a, that's that's all you. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll be fine. We'll be fine. But um, on to other things. It is you know uh, th- March twenty seventh at nine thirty p.m. Hey, Central it's, Time. It's a lot earlier than last week. <laughs> Not ten forty five. I slept in a little bit. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at least for you, Nemp, it's you're on Eastern Time, right? Yeah, it's ten thirty here. Oh. But, but you're a night. You're a, a vampire. Yeah, like I'm Rusty. night shift. So yeah. night shift. Oh fuck, man! It's oh. nice to know that there's other people like me out there that don't. Yeah, there's ever other people the... that hang out with Australians all night. Yeah, so. dude. <laughs> the only fucking people I talk to is Australians. If I, uh, <laughs> man, it's crazy. So, kind of getting this started off, you're going to get about 30 minutes of bullshit. Bullshit. Uh, some games and some news. Get that, um, get that out of there. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Kind of threw me off my game. Yeah. 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 What? What? It's been a, it's been a weird week. You know, I've been I've been healing wounds. Um, your dog is helping you. Yeah. Yeah. She's been eating my scabs. I think Ooh, she's nasty, dude. It's, you know, like. Uh, <laughs> I remember there was this episode of My Name is Earl, and Randy, you know, his dumb brother, was talking about, he was, Earl was saying he never thought his nails grew, and Randy said, no, he just clips them in his sleep. And I think Lola in my sleep has been, like, eating at my scabs or something crazy like that. Um, Your dog is weird. She is kind of weird. I mean, she is a dog. But she's, like, ultra weird for, for a dog. I mean, she's special. She's very special. And as soon as she's done chewing on that bone, I'm sure she'll come up and, you know, and, and do her normal thing, which is mount me. Um, Eating scabs, <laughs> apparently. And eat scabs. Well, she did that last week. She's like, she's done with me. She goes over and, like, starts, like, doctoring uh, Justin's scabs. And I'm like, all right, dude, you just need to go lay down. <laughs> she's... Every podcast dog that we've had is just like has had a unique personality and has always wanted to be on the show in some way, shape, or form. Well, um, Zoe wasn't as loud. No, she wasn't as loud. But she was she was very chill. She just would like curl up right next to my you know my chair. So so she was she she wanted to be part of it, but not necessarily vocal. <laughs> yeah, uh, Lola's an active participant. Yes, she is. Um, um, but yeah, it has been kind of a weird week. I started intermittent fasting, and uh, yeah. I started a uh, started a a colon cleanse. <laughs> a very uh, middle aged adult thing to do. This guy is master like, cleanse. Yeah, it's something called. Oh, I'm not getting paid for this, but it's called Zoo Poo. Um, 
uh, I don't. I've never heard of it, and it's probably something that you bought on the internet. It is totally they, something they I bought on the internet. Explained his choice of words for the audio check before we started. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's been it's been an interesting experience. As much as I don't like poop, I don't mind pooping, and it's one of those things where, like, you have your doubts, right? And, Granted, I'm I, doing the intermittent fasting thing, and I really fucking hate skipping breakfast to begin with, because that's basically what's going on. I eat dinner early, and I eat breakfast at brunch. Yeah. And it fucking sucks ass. I, I he, get so fucking hangry, like the, the like the goddamn Hulk, he, by the time I get ready to eat. It's like, if I got a meeting, it's about to hit my lunch, it's better. It's like, you better fucking push that back. I gotta <laughs> eat. Um, And, you know. There's a reason I'm losing weight. I like food. I mean, yeah. But I'm trying to flush the system, too, because, you know, I haven't done that in a while. I'm pushing 40 at this point. And it's, it's kind of time to uh, fucking to do the cleanse. Gamers, yeah. I mean, we are <laughs> aging gamers. I think, Rusty, you're the oldest by hair, and then it's me, and then... Nemp, you're, like, mid-30s, right? Yeah, well, yeah, I turned 36 this year. Oh, oh. you're even... Jason's still the baby. No, I turned 36 in August. In August? I turned 36 in June. <laughs> well, okay, by a hair. <laughs> by, by, by the smallest hair. By a pubic hair. Yeah. And the, only, the only reason why I know how old I'm going to be this year is because my wife is six months older than I am. So we already celebrated her birthday. So now I know how old she is. So I know how old I'm going to be. <laughs> I, I, for, I totally forgot. Like throughout most of my 30s, I completely forgot exactly what how old I was until somebody mm -hmm. told me or I had to do I, the math. I never forget. I make a big fucking deal out of my birthday. This, I, yeah, the, the COVID year was the shittiest thing. Yeah. It, it's easy when you're born on an aught or a five, because oh. then all you have to do is yeah. count the decades. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's that's not hard. It's just keeping it in your mind. Because like, once you hit 21, it doesn't matter how old you are anymore. What, you hit 25, you can start renting vehicles in a hotel room. That's Big basically it. That, <laughs> yeah, but nobody cares about 25. See, I, I exactly. and I stopped counting at 24, because that's when... You know, and this is how I was going about it is when when uh, I was looking for financial aid for school and 24 was the magic year where you were not considered a dependent and you could actually use your own taxes for uh, for financial aid back when I was doing financial aid. So I was like, I counted up to 24 and then I stopped and it was like, somebody has to remind me after this at this point because I don't fucking care. It's like, it's just another day for me. Well, back to yeah. pooping. Um, <laughs> dude, I will say that the product, I had my doubts, right? So you take two pills before you go to bed. And I was like, man, that's a weird time to take it. I don't want to shit the bed. I And literally. And nothing really strange happened the first day. Um, day two, though, after lunchtime, the purge started. And... It's been like three to four times a day. I didn't even know I had that much shit in me. Like, I know that I'm generally full of shit, but I must really be full of shit. And the advertisement is, is that you have between five and 20 pounds of poop in your body at all times. And it's supposed to flush up to 20 pounds of poop out of your body. I have lost pounds of poop. I can tell you that already. I weigh myself every morning. I'm just like, well, that's another, that's another victory. This guy, he's like, I'm going to lose weight. 
I'm gonna. Uh, I'm just gonna lose weight by just, making sure that I'm hollow. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure I'm hollow. <laughs> if you want a good solid cleanse, just eat MREs for a solid month. Ooh. And then Ooh. go to McDonald's, get the greasiest thing you can find, and within an hour, you yeah. will shit out everything in your system. <laughs> yeah, you're done. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of MREs. I did those in Boy Scouts, and those things were awful. And they're not too bad. I was I was like space say, food. I didn't mind them. Yeah, they're, Just they're never, don't... never get the clam chowder one. Right, never. right. You, there's ones that you stay away from, right? And, you, and, and of oh, course... Yeah. Nobody wants dehydrated fish. Uh, or You don't get dehydrated fish. You Actually, it's a bag of... Uh, was it? Sunkissed tuna. Like a legitimate bag from the grocery store that's shoved in an MRE. <laughs> they're fancy now, man. <laughs> they are. <laughs> well, the last time I ate MREs was legitimately over 20 years ago, so it's been a while. Oh. Yeah, yeah it's been about 10 years for me. It's It's been, uh, let's see. No, we had uh, we had an MRE tasting thing where we got, we ended up getting, like, the a case of MREs at the college, and we ended up having to, uh, you know, to go through and taste them. Uh, yeah. And uh, and and give them a, a try, and they weren't. Most of them weren't bad. Like the uh, uh, chicken and dumplings wasn't bad at all. Yeah. Um, beef enchiladas. The beef enchiladas was pretty the, good. The chili macaroni one. Yep, chili macaroni was pretty good as well. Um, I I I did not like the pizza. It was. I mean, <laughs> the the finger quotes pizza that they throw yeah. they put in there is like. Um, the crust on that was like shoe, uh, like shoe rubber. Uh, it was bad. <laughs> um, it, I mean, you could bend that pizza into a circle. <laughs> it was, oh, yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, <laughs> there was no snap to it at all. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, we, I, I've had a couple, um, I know that those things is like a taste of like a corner of one thing because those things are packed full of calories. Like mm-hmm. it's, I mean, they're, they're meant it's your daily for allotment right there. Yeah. It's just your, one pack. You're, you're meant to actually eat off of one of those, like, and be able to survive for a day. Yeah. The, uh, when I was in boy scouts, cause I was one of those a million years ago. Uh, we used them on like the 50, hundred mile hikes. So you, I don't remember which ones. Yeah. Am I doing that right? Yeah, you are doing that right, <laughs> Colonel. Um, yeah, that was the closest thing I ever got to the military. But it was old, older school Boy Scouts. I mean, you know, we did a lot of survival shit. I was in the Boy Scouts for like two months. And um, I was super embarrassed about it. Nobody in school knew that I was in Boy Scouts. But I, like I'm not embarrassed about it at all as an adult. Right. But it's like, just one of those weird things. Yeah, well, because I was there's, the quote, there's nothing wrong with it. But I was just the quote in school. Yeah, I was <laughs> right. the quote unquote bad kid, so I couldn't be a Boy Scout, you know. <laughs> couldn't be seen walking old ladies across the street for your merit badge. That's right. <laughs> All right, I got my merit badge kick. I've, I know somewhere in my mom's attic, I got a sash that's got a shitload of them. You have a sash. I did. I so never I got in, to that point. I was an Eagle Scout. Oh, you were. Yeah. All right. Well, you were, you were fucking Billy Badass, the good boy. <laughs> Here's how sad it is. So when I went to, so I started college a little bit early, right? Because my senior year I had jack shit to do, and all the way until 
I had got my own apartment. I did Boy Scouts through my first semester of college outside of high school. I mean, because oh, wow. I was 17 and I graduated. Well, I mean, so I went all the way up till I was 18 and I was like, I'm going to be, I feel like I'm too much of a badass now to be a Boy Scout. Right. And then he's like, I'm into punk now. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I'm going to play in a band and become famous. Not really. Played uh, in a band, shaved his head and went nowhere. I'm going to, I'm going to get myself a leather jacket and put some spike studs in it and be Billy Badass and wear it once. I mean, I couldn't afford the I couldn't afford the leather jacket, so it was a jean jacket. <laughs> it was a I jean mean, jacket with fucking safety clips instead. I mean, it was a black jean jacket. <laughs> no, it was actually denim. I actually had a denim one. Yep. I didn't it actually still be denim and black. Yeah. Well, I wear a lot of black t shirts. <laughs> and a shitload of cargo shorts. It's a shitload of cargo shorts. I never understood the weird hate for cargo shorts because I always found them useful. That way, I could shove my wallet in there instead of having it on my ass. Same that here. You're I don't... not seat. You know, you're not seated all weird every time you sit. I mean, but... I I still I'm yeah. wearing cargo shorts right now. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. I've got like five like. I've got a stack in my back. You know, it's but it's like, just one of those things where, like, you're at work and you're sitting down all day and you take your wallet out and you sit down. You feel the fucking di- – no matter how thin your wallet is, you will feel the difference. Yeah. It's like having a fucking Claymore strapped to your ass. Like, it just, like, <laughs> imprints on your butt. Um. <laughs> you, you've got a rectangular-shaped fucking divot in your ass. I mean, cheek. the right cheek's just kind of square. <laughs> Well, and then those guys, too, who have, like, the dip in their other pocket. So it's like, all right, so you've got a rectangle on one side and a circle on the other side. It's like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> You're only missing the triangle, sir. You're going for the trifecta. Will the shape, will the shape fit? So, Oh, my God. Other than me shitting a lot, you guys got any other interesting things? Fuck. No, I, I got to say that shitting a lot has really uh, taken the cake on this one. Yeah, I, I mean, you've <laughs> basically trumped everything that is my week. Um, I mean, Brown Town will do that to you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was uh, pretty boring. I spent <laughs> all week basically making up work that I didn't get to do while I was on vacation with the yeah. kids last week for spring break so yeah so you got you went and saw your wife's family didn't you no my family oh your family my wife's family is here yeah oh my that's family right. lives over in arkansas still gotcha did well, you i was you went all the way out there yeah uh, what is it, about five hours no uh little rock's about four hours that's not bad oh, yeah no. that's not horrible it's, it's just horrible. when you're driving from here nim so arkansas is like a bunch of like they're not mountains it's just hills and, like, even on the highway going down there, it's just like going down a snake path. It, it is, even even going down the interstate. But um, the interstate actually wasn't too bad. It was... So, the most interesting thing we did, other than just spending time with my folks and my brother... What, you was, playing Battletech uh, the whole time? Huh? You playing Battletech half the time? No. Oh. I didn't hardly touch it at all, actually. Jesus. Um, I know, right? Yeah, I well, didn't see him on Steam. <laughs> when you're when you're trying to uh, remote play using hotel Wi-Fi, that doesn't say work too well. His connection was probably shut. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you didn't stay with your family. You actually stayed in a hotel. No, we stayed in a hotel. My my parents uh, downsized about three months ago, so they sold their house, 
they moved in with and they moved in with my youngest brother until they find something near Little Rock because they want uh they wanted to be closer to to a major hospital because my dad did have a liver transplant mm-hmm. almost a decade ago. Right. Um and that makes sense. Kinda got tired of having to get life flighted from their little rinky dink hospital in Nashville, Arkansas. Yeah. I mean uh to Little Rock or Dallas whenever he got sick because i mean a cold yeah it yeah. gets bad enough it's dangerous for him yeah. uh, just because of all the anti-rejection drugs that makes your and that airfare man that airfare oh, makes your immune system crap what's yeah. life flight so, from there to dallas cost is it like thirty thousand dollars no actually because of his uh condition his insurance actually covers most of it most of it it's, it's not it's, much more expensive than an ambulance ride for him. Okay. Well, that's still a hell of a taxi, though. <laughs> it's still a hell. It's still a two or three hundred dollar taxi, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's. I mean, considering. I mean, that's cheaper than Ubering to Dallas from Arkansas. That's true. That's true. Can you imagine the fucking Uber driver that t- you know, that gets that call and be like, "I need to go to the hospital," and right. be like, "Now." So anyway, <laughs> their their house is just a three bedroom house basically. So you know, there's no there's no real space for anybody to stay with them anymore. Yeah, my parents are taking it. So um, so so we stayed in a hotel for for the week, but uh, and the internet was junk. Of course, I mean hotel, hotel internet Wi-Fi. sucks. Hotel, hotel internet. Wi-Fi. Always sucks, dude. Um, so about the most interesting thing we did was on the way back, uh, Saturday morning, we went just outside of Hot Springs Village. Um, my wife and my kids, they love Jim's crystals. Yeah. That sort of stuff. I mean, your wife collected um, them for a period, a period of time. Yeah. Oh, you mean like rocks? Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking it, like it took amethyst. Me a second too, the, right after you yeah. said crystals. I'm, I'm like, oh, J-E-M, not Well, yeah. well yeah. his wife's yeah. name's Gems. His wife's name's My wife's crystal name too. is also Crystal. But, um, I know, but I was able to know, kind of throw it together a little am- bit. <laughs> amethyst, stuff like that, right? So we visit this rock dig out there. Basically, it is a granite, granite and quartz mine for like countertops and shit right okay so what they let you dig around in the dirt they let people dig in certain areas for leftovers and whatnot in the i'm in a totally completely different wrong fucking business i think (laughs) i swear i just need to go get myself some land and be like put a sign out front and be like free dirt dig away (laughs) no fucking dig dig away away. you know um uh i mean like I'll charge admission like five dollars to enter. So you know, I fucking, mean, there's the, diamonds in here. Go find them. <laughs> the main thing I was missing was like my dwarf's dig arms, right? You know, <laughs> your Thinking deep rock, your deep rock arms. Yeah, yeah. Be like, I need to be the driller right now. Um. So you know, we did that, but that meant that to get back to the interstate. If you've ever been to Hot Springs, Arkansas, you basically have to take ye old mountain highway through the National Forest. Oh, yeah. Up to the interstate, right? That's 
that Wind- was a winding path. That was an hour and a half of both hands on steering wheel. You were worried right. about falling off the uh, the path. No, I wasn't worried about falling off the path. Everybody out there is used to the roads and they drive fast. Uh, I used bingo. to I used to ride motorcycles with my dad out there because there's a lot of winding paths. Yeah. That's really fun on a motorcycle. And, and a motorcycle is actually a lot easier to handle all that in than a a, a full size SUV. I don't know. Um, I think you're a bitch. <laughs> but no, actually, my main problem was I got stuck behind somebody who was doing 10 to 15 miles an hour under the speed limit for most of it. So instead of it being an hour trip back to the interstate, it was an hour and a half. Oh, well, because... yeah, you don't want to pass on those roads either because no. there's no room. No, the problem was kept coming to a pass section and there was always traffic coming at me. Every fucking time. That's when you just punch it, dude. You just like, you'd be like, all right, I've got some soul back. Let's go. We were off the road and have a nice picnic for an hour. Right. That or you just lift up the doors like mask and you fly across the top. (laughs) (laughs) We were like two thirds of the way back to the interstate before I got to pass the slow ass motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Uh. It looks like you got your beard shaped. You're looking very, like, symmetrical. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Oh, no. I can't grow a beard. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you can't help being a mole man. No. No, he had to trim for his family, that's for sure. I haven't yet. Actually, I, I haven't. Oh, really? You just no. went scraggly? <laughs> you bastard. Hell yeah. Shit, yeah. my youngest brother has a beard basically that covers his entire neck okay i mean it's a whole new way of doing the neck beard i'm going to go ahead and just like put a fakie on and be like all right i'm on the internet now i mean i've got some of jess's wigs we can put that under your face you can't be a (laughs) (laughs) it might work let's go for it yeah i mean i'm feeling i'm feeling super beardy today like i got some beard butter and i was like i'm gonna look pretty for uh for our guest today so, right. like, I smell like pine, and you look like you came out of a bush. I know. I start saying your beard does not look shaped my, at all. My wife got me some beard oil, too. All I ever have is a goatee. And so she got me some beard oil, too. So I have oak barrel and redwood. Oak? These little oh, things. Yeah. yeah. And they smell really nice. Like, it really does. That I don't even put them on at work because it smells too good. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to smell good for work. Fuck you guys. No, screw them. Yeah. <laughs> Jess is supposed to be here in about a week and a half, so I wanted to have something that smelled nice on my face. Mm, yeah. But also, my beard is getting pretty scraggly. This is as shaped well, as I can get it. Crystal actually uh, recently got me a good beard wash and beard balm to use. That's actually helped out quite a bit with keeping stuff tamer mine never yeah. really is fully tame but well this is just growth from christmas i just haven't gotten trimmed since about first of january the closest but, i yeah. can get to facial hair is the john candy soul my, match my uh <laughs> my youngest <laughs> brother like is you're riding going, out of a white van <laughs> my youngest brother is going for for zz top beard so all of his masks look like tarps yeah, he's got beard tarps, dude. Like, 
the the mask comes down to here. <laughs> He's like, I've got a feed yeah. bag for a mask. <laughs> but that's why I had to shave mine down too, because mine I had down to about my chest, which is my goatee. And as soon as you put a face mask on, it just pushes it back, and then you would basically just like tuck it into your shirt. Yeah, so you look. You don't have people doing breathing and sneezing on it and shit. It's like, nah, I'm just going to shave this. this no. Yeah, and this is actually becoming an officially marketable deer or deal. If you deer. search beard tarp, you'll find all kinds I've I've looked into it. face masks that gonna are... Say, this is going to open some just... weird porno thing that I'm unaware of. No, the I've seen what you're talking about. I was looking into it. My thing is, yeah. Jessa wants the area right around my mouth to be trim. But doesn't care about how long I grow my beard. No shit. But she's a... When I got it cut for Christmas, she's like, what the fuck did you do to your beard? I was like, I trimmed it down. She's like, just trim it down around your mouth. I don't mind you having a a man face. She's like, you look like an yeah. accountant. Well, well initially... Justin, you can you can get a blue leather beer tarp. I don't know if that comes I can up on see the camera. I can it see that. It looks like a freaking leather, like a smith apron on this dude's face. I mean... Yeah. He looks like a he looks like a yeah a homeless ninja. But it won't dent your beard. It won't dent your beard. Is that a thing? I don't know. Yeah. I have that never is, had hair, a beard. Hair, that, it's just like when you well okay. That, Remember back when we both had hair? When you would sleep funny and you'd wake up and you'd have like that weird cow like it's the same thing for beard facial hair. Oh okay yeah. It, it, yeah. The, the thing about beard that's, hair it's, it's a whole lot like ball hair. It's so much more coarse and so much yeah, more thick. But that's so, why. That's why before before I got all of the double-layered gaiters that I could wear, I actually trimmed this way down was because the masks were fucking up and denting the beard. I don't have that problem. I have zero issues with masks right now. The only issue I have with masks is that it fogs and up my fucking glasses my wife and it pisses me off. And my wife refuses to let me go clean-shaven. I mean, we... We all well, saw I the refuse police. to let you go clean shaven. We Fuck. all saw the police stash. Dude, he goes fucking clean shaven. You can see the full on butt that he has for a fucking chin. Um, and it's, I mean, full it's cheeks. Manly. Fucking, he's, if you look close enough, you can actually see the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's manly. <laughs> this, this motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> I mean, my face tells you that I'm an asshole right away. It's uh, just got a little butt right up front. <laughs> <laughs> Last time that I really shaved down, it scared my kids and pissed off my wife. Because my kids, not, another, none, uh, none of my kids have seen me with a clean shave. Like, the closest they had was just me shaving this all the way down almost. Mm-hmm. So I come walking out of the bathroom and my daughter's like, whoa. And I walk into the living room. My wife's like, what the fuck, man? Come on. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, yeah. My, my father's always had a beard. And I remember when we were little kids, um, he would shave it. My dad turned into a deacon at some point, And then I would call him the rooster because, like, dad has kind of like, he's been balding forever. So he's got the little, like, uh, I call it the peninsula, the, the, the landing strip on the top. Yeah. And... You know, he's got really curly hair, so it's like, it's just like it looks like a rooster bobble thing. And then with no face, like he's got a very sharp nose. Like, I don't take after my dad at all, um, except for the balding part. And 
Um, yeah, it just it looks so awkward. But yeah, did, yeah. My uh, I remember when we were little kids. My brother started crying when my dad oh, yeah, shaved I got, like, his the beard. Full on the going too. I, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I definitely do. Rusty's like, had the Picard going for ten years. I mean, I've just had I've just started the Picard this year with you know, or with last year's you know, COVID stress. So it's really been it was thinning before, man. It's thinning really bad. You you had to say something about remember when you had hair, and I had to go back uh-huh. because it's been twenty fucking years, dude. <laughs> it's been a while for me too. <laughs> I started balding. Uh, I think like at twenty one. Twenty one. I started balding at about twenty one. I did. I don't. The last time I remember having a full head of hair uh, was fuck probably twenty four, twenty five. And you know, I I know why I started balding at that point. My my hair, my hair follicle said, "You know what? Fuck you!" and just fucking stopped because I bleached my hair. I bleached my hair fucking like. Billy Idol fucking white. It I was, was going to look like a tennis ball. <laughs> it was, it was, it was bad, dude. I was like, okay. I was with this chick and she said, you should probably like, you know, do something crazy with your hair. Like, you know, fucking bleach it or whatever. And I'm like, uh, pussy. But yeah, basically <laughs> I'm like, uh, what, what do I do here? I'm like, okay, I don't fucking like my hair, whatever. Fuck it. And the the worst, worst comes to worst, I just shave the fucker off, right? So I fucking bleach it. And, of course, I'm working at a place that has other people that work there. And they're like, they look at me and they're like, the fuck happened to your head? And, uh, and I just kind of went with it for a couple weeks. And then I looked in the mirror one day and I said, you know what? This is dumb. <laughs> fucking buzzer. Uh, I I buzzed it shut uh, buzzed it short and of course now I'm like buzzed with basically no color to my hair at all. Oh God! Yeah, he's gonna show off his uh, police stash. And, uh, p- a picture. Do you see it? All I can see is white. <laughs> I can kind of see it now. Yeah, that. Wow. I mean, he, yeah, well, you'll have to post that to the Twitter, the tweet, the tweeter now, yeah, the, the, tweeter. the tweeter, the tweeter the tweeter net. Oh, I think it's, I think it's time. That it's was, time for uh, it was, uh, like pandemic start. My, my wife cut her hair and I did this in revenge. <laughs> oh yeah. She cut her hair really short, didn't she? Yeah. Oh, that's... There she goes. Is she going to do it? You bitch. Uh, <laughs> My wife jokes Lola, about cutting your Lola hair down. can fix me out, and then oh, she'll come up and they'll just do that, do that randomly. Right? Um, <clears throat> but yeah. Um, yeah, I went full fucking, you know, bleach blonde, then I fucking shaved a fucker off, and then I have no hair, basically. But what hair is left is like, when you bleach your hair, it, it thins it. It, like it e- eats the fuck out of your hair, right? And then I let it grow out a little bit, and then I had like this natural, like frosted tip thing going on. And she's like, "Oh, I really like that." And that was a really good month. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then it grew out a little bit longer. And she's like, "You should do that again." And I'm like, "I don't know how to do that again, other than to fucking bleach it again." So I bleached it again, and I'm like, a week goes by. There this sucks. Buzz. And then. And uh, and about another week later, she's like, 
oh, the Frosted Tips thing is back. And then it was a really good month again. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm like, I ain't so doing this anymore. with you because of your Frosted Tips? Hey, it wasn't. It, was it wasn't weird... because of his penis. It, <laughs> it, <laughs> it definitely wasn't because of that. Wait a second. Uh, <laughs> no, it was uh, It was just a really weird situation. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of glad that I, that shit's over with. But I bleached it twice. And it it started to affect my hair follicles. And then I think the coup de grace for, you know, for the whole fucking thing was when I decided to um, uh, take a buddy of mine up on a dare. He had tickets to a football game that he said he would give me uh, tickets to the football game if I shaved my head completely bald and then painted my head the school colors. Jeez. So and oh, it was uh, it was the local team. It was the TU football uh, football team. He had tickets for it, and he would you know he would give me the tickets if I shaved my head and paint my head blue. Oh, and then yeah. I had a, a, a golden TU so, on my forehead. And this prompted an experiment with a no with a razor free shave cream. Yeah. On the top of his head, nair for he- uh, nair for heads, man. It was, it was, it was bad. It was a very bad experience. Let, let's just say that. So, um, Jason, now you're a little bit internet famous. I, <laughs> I, uh, I put the the this fucking shaveless, you know, uh, or bladeless shave cream on my head, and of course, it's fucking nair so basically it just eats at your hair until it allows it to fall out basically right yeah um and it says right on the fucking tube do not reapply you know i mean it, it says i mean it's basically you're putting acid on your head right it's bad yeah. um i put that shit on my head and it tells you to use the little fucking like plastic scraper to, you know that it comes with to kind of you know scrape your head off you know scrape the hair off your head I tried that and it wasn't working and I'm like, Oh, Oh, this is bad. This is on here for way too long. It has a time limit. I don't know, like 20, 30 minutes or something like that. Uh, don't leave it on any longer than that. Otherwise it'll eat into your brain or some shit. Um, so I was desperate at that point and I'm like, I fucking grabbed a towel and I just went right over my fucking forehead uh, and all the way back and looked at the towel and it's like, that's a, that, that looks like a decent amount of hair on the fucking towel. I look in the fucking mirror and it looks like I've got patches of fucking hair that's still there. And then like very smooth bald, like, Jesus. and I grab a hold of those fucking patches of hair and I'm like fucking trying to yank them out and it wouldn't come out. I'm like, Oh my God, what the fuck do I do? So my dumbass says, well, if it worked the first time for the part of first portion uh, portion of the hair, it's got to work the second time. Like I'm going to get this fucking nuclear baby shit fucking like balding patch shit out of my head so that I can paint it blue. So I put the fucking uh, shaveless cream back on there, just like the tube told me not to fucking do. And then uh, and I let it sit for another fucking 30 minutes and it it finally gets the other portions of my hair, right? It also takes off like the top layer of my skin and yeah, you're all bright red and shit. I, and it's like my, my head is on fire right now. I mean, 
I've got fucking basically chemical burns all the way from my forehead all the way back to the you know to the back of my neck. So my fucking impeccably fucking dumb ass uh, goes and puts blue oil paint from like underneath my neck all the way back all over my head like my entire head was blue like if you took a picture of the blue man group and then you took a picture of my fat ass that was sitting right you know after the makeup indistinguishable other than the fact that the blue man group is way more talented (laughs) Um, i'm sure that soaked into your scalp just a little bit at least so the funny thing is is as soon as i put the oil paint on it soothed the fucking burning that was happening on my scalp that's not good okay but (laughs) i mean that was my scalp was taking all of the blue oil and taking it right into my scalp right and um so i think this is the mistake that further balded you oh yeah this is this is most definitely what killed my hair follicles um and then uh and then I went to the game, of course, big fucking TU, big guy wearing a big blue shirt, big blue head, totally like the only person in the stadium that's that's done this. Like I am I stand out like I really fucking stand out. Uh, The game was delayed because of a uh, I think it was a, a thunderstorm or something was coming through, but it wasn't like close. It wasn't raining there. It was just close by so they delayed it a little bit which then meant i mean this is a college football game there's bars nearby so we went and fucking like pre-gamed hard and i'm like right before the fucking game i'm super duper drunk like super fucking drunk like before the game even started and i remember standing outside of a qt with a beer in my hand with a bunch of other people like standing outside of a qt with a beer in my hand uh, and a, for context, uh, what's, uh, what's Q- the Michigan equivalent? The QT, uh, well, it's, it's basically just like the it's biggest like convenience store. It? Yeah. Quick trip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a big convenience store that's, you know, that gets you in and out really quickly. Uh, like a come and go or I don't know, like I fucking, there isn't really it's an equivalent of, for, for that up is north. Is Tim Hortons kind of like that, or is that more restaurant? Uh, that's more restaurant, I think. Um, yeah, it's more you just go there for your coffee and donuts. And... Right. It's just a really fast convenience store, essentially. Uh, gas station. But You guys I'm, don't have Tim Hortons over there? No. No. Well, I, I've I mean, only I'm been not, to one I'm once. I'm not going to say. I don't think I've even been to one, but. No. No, uh, it's not 7-Eleven. Let's just say that. It's no. like It's like. Five times the quality of a 7-Eleven. Right. Uh, and it's, yeah. And it's got food you can actually eat. Um, but Sometimes I go to 7-Eleven for the mystery foods that you could or could not eat. <laughs> <laughs> no, the hot dogs here are actually pretty fucking good. Yeah, I live on those And there are taquitos and... Yeah, they're super fatting. But anywho, I'm standing outside <laughs> this fucking uh, this QT with a beer in my hand with about 50 other people, right? You know, fucking like standing outside the QT course the qt managers inside the store going you need to get the fuck off the property like right the fuck now uh and none of us were having it because we were all too drunk to care uh so a police cruiser comes up parks right in front of me and i swear to god i fucking stare at the fucking police officer in his cruiser and then i take a swig of beer (laughs) and uh and he's and he just 
just looks at me, just cocks his head to the side, reaches over, flips his fucking lights on, and then whips his siren on for just a second, like, to get everybody's attention. Gets on the fucking, you know, bullhorn and says, everybody off the property right now. Uh, You know, and you can't take your beers with you, throw the beers away. And uh, everybody goes to the fucking, like, uh, the trash cans outside the fucking you know door right and if i remember correctly he added and the paddy wagons on the way yes he did he said and the paddy wagons Uh on the way if you don't move uh and i'm like okay whatever and i take one more fucking swig of beer and he just looks at me through the fucking windshield and i just turn around and i put the beer on the windowsill of the of the store (laughs) instead of throwing it away and he just and he just gets in the fucking microphone and says, Blue Man, throw it away. And I'm like, oh, my God. Now I'm known as Blue Man. Uh, <laughs> uh, he didn't call you a fucking smurf. <laughs> I kind of did look like a fucking smurf, actually. Um, but, yeah, I just I was like, all right, I'll take it. I threw it away. I fucking walked away. But basically, at that point, I was known as the blue guy. Throughout the entire fucking, you know, the entire game. I don't remember much about the game other than the fact that I was very loud, very boisterous, and I was very unprofessional. But um, it was fun. Um, As soon as I got home, though, I was super duper fucking drunk. And Oh, yeah. uh, And, of course, I was just enough sober to know that I shouldn't sleep with blue fucking grease paint on my head. Uh, Otherwise... It would look like a Smurf died in my bedroom. (laughs) Uh, So I went to go take that shit off. And as soon as I started taking off the blue oil paint from my scalp, who had been ravaged fucking hours ago, uh, I realized exactly how bad shit was. And my whole fucking head was like bright fucking red chemical burns. it was from you know i had fucking chemical burns all over my fucking scalp and at that point i was like yeah that's the long fucking story about how i lost most of my hair (laughs) it never grew back after that uh so uh my male pattern baldness was accelerated by a bad decision (laughs) in a football game I don't know what's going on with my face. That never fucking got any chemical burns on it. You know, I saw some products to stimulate follicle growth that look like little carpet rollers that you could roll on your skin. Yeah, I saw that shit. And it's quacked. Like, that shit is stupid. Like, oh. Like crystal? Like the crystal roller? No, no. no, Well, I mean, it might as well be. It's like, it's got little, little pricks on it, right? Not little pricks. (laughs) You want me to roll little pricks across my chin? (laughs) Yes, I do. I I mean,. It's, is there a difference between little pricks and the big pricks you usually roll across you. your chin? Look, you want some of they this? They always say it's the smallest prick you feel the most. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's like it's like three hundred angry inches. <laughs> it's an army. They're gonna oh. march. They're gonna march across. Now it's a little roller that's got little little bitty uh, pen pricks. Fucking call them spikes. At least yeah. it sounds manly when you say spikes, dude. Jesus Christ. Pricks are manly as hell. <clears throat> um, no, it's it's supposed to like make little indentions in your in your follicles and somehow stimulate blood flow. Uh, 
yeah, blood flow out my fucking face, right? Jesus Christ. I was um, say, how do you not come out of there looking like, what's his name, Hellraiser? Or yeah, the, uh, <laughs> Pinhead. Yeah, Pinhead, there you go. Yeah, Pinhead. <laughs> fucking like, yeah, all right. I was going to dress up I mean, as we could, at one point. We could just try the Chia Pet effect and just gr- get you some Rogaine for your face and see if it works. My fucking ass, if you threw that shit on my face, I guarantee you what would happen. I would grow half a beard. I would just, like, the left half of my face would have a full fucking beard. My right half would be, like, fucking barren. <laughs> and that is how the Chia Pet thing would actually happen. If you, tr- if you threw fertilizer on my face... Half of this shit is barren, I guarantee you. You like it. And then, or, or even worse, I would look like fucking, I, I just walked out of a nuclear wasteland and like, I'd have like one patch coming out of my neck that comes <laughs> like fucking six inches. And then the rest of it's just like barely there. Uh, yeah, I, I've given up on facial hair for sure. I mean, you could just have whiskers like a cat. No, <laughs> we're just going to go. No. <laughs> I had this roommate that also couldn't grow a beard um, named Robert, and he grew grew the longest, wispiest mustache ever. It was like the most white blonde hair ever. We're talking about nearly 30-year-old man. He's a little bit older than me, but he, uh, I didn't really grow my, I always grew out a goatee or, you know, just the chin. I guess that's the actual goatee, but yeah, um, but you know, mine's been thick since I was young, and there was some beard jealousy going on in the house because our other roommate, we lived in this fucking crazy ass house that was old and dilapidated and had a well in the middle of it. And uh, he grew out like it's kind of a Fu Manchu and it was just really long, wispy, blonde strands. And it was the most pathetic thing ever. Oh, I think she's going to. Is she going to do it? No. Nope. Faked nope. out again. Faked out again. <sighs> Bitch. Uh, she comes over to- and chews on my hand and then she's like ready to jump on me and then uh and then she backs off again bitch she's a lovable bitch though yeah she's a uh... but anyway so basically she so you your your dude had like fucking spider silk for a fucking mustache is what you're saying yeah it was so like <laughs> just take any any person's face right and these like 12 hairs on either side on the mustache Grew down past his chin and just kind of like waved <laughs> like spider silk. Yeah, right. It, it She's just, okay. It just floated like this. Yeah, well, no, it wasn't off the chin. It was a mustache, but so, it really only grew for about like Hitler length, right? Like the like the square that Hitler had. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Right, and then he so, just like kind of put a little bit of wax to like keep it on his lip, and then it hung off the corners. I have to super glue it to my lip. <laughs> so he had like, a rape stash, basically. Yeah, he really did. He just had beard lust. Like I said, it was he wanted a beard because me and Mike, the other guy that was in the household, like just had very thick like growth going on, you know. It was is very enviable, I will say. I'm over it. <laughs> Anyways. On from beard on from the, the, the hair show. Yes, please. Um I'll start with you, Nip. Um, I guess, what are some things you've been doing that I guess you're not necessarily going to bring up on TVGP? Oh, well. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Well, you only got an hour to talk about it there. We got a little <clears throat> bit longer with our show. So, really all I've been doing for me is drinking. 
I mean, <laughs> not playing any games, just been drinking. No, I, mean, I have been playing quite a few. I actually got back into uh, Dark Souls. Dark recently. Souls. Dark Souls. Oh, I got to oh, bring yeah. it back. Ah, Dark Souls. Yeah, just I mean, the original. I played it. Yeah. Well, you... uh, yeah, I'm doing the remaster right now on PS4. Right on. Um, but How's... I don't know what really spurred it. I think it was Revenant from the Ashes when I played that on Steam forever ago. Yeah. And I then slowly wanting to get back into souls but not really and then i played B- bloodborne and now i'm like three trophies away from platinum that wow okay yeah, yeah bloodborne to me is the hardest one it i try i'm trying to figure out what the difference between the two obviously you can't block with a shield in bloodborne in fact the only shield you get in that game is a is joke the, shield that doesn't yeah, work i think it's a joke shield yeah but i I think what the difference is is that the enemies move faster and a little more sporadic than they do in Dark Souls. Like I feel like there's more of, of methodical movement in Dark Souls, whereas in Bloodborne it doesn't feel that way. Like it's still methodical. It doesn't, but it doesn't it seems feel more. It doesn't feel as predictable, and everything moves faster. And it, it, like the tuning for Bloodborne feels like it wants you to get punished, so you can punish back quickly and get your health back. Yeah, and and I hate which is farming. something I've had. Well, and that's something I've had to get used to as well. Is when I take a hit in Blood in uh, Dark Souls, I can't just hit something back to get back that health. I have to take a moment and drink from an Estus flask. And <laughs> but it's you, it's been a lot of fun. How's a uh, have you got down to Blight Town? I am just about there. I took on the gargoyles, and I was way over prepared. I didn't think I was, but I pretty much stomped them. No issues. I took on the Capra Demon and the, was it the Moonlight Butterfly? Oh, yeah, that's kind of early to do the butterfly. I was trying to see how far I could push myself. <laughs> so, Dude, Art, what kind of build are you doing? Uh, basically just a two-handed uh, sword. Was it the Zwienhander? Zwienhander, did you, uh, you could farm the knights for their big-ass sword. I actually have the the Dark Knight Halberd. That one's actually apparently a... like the most badass weapon in the game. <laughs> I farmed one of those. I like the Black Knight weapons, and they're like the Black Knights are hard initially, right? But like once you get used to the pattern and you get used to grinding them, like you can finally get some of the weapons. And if you can get a hold of the sword, that's good. If you can get a hold of the halberd, that's even better. Yeah. Um, what's the who's the big fat knight? Not the Onion Knight, but the one that's at the top of the tower that has the huge... Uh, it's the hammer, right? Yeah, you have to... F- oh, Jesus. Is it Solaris and... I think so. Because that... you're, you're fighting two of them. They're like the dragon. Oh, the brothers. Oh, the brothers. Ornstein and Smaug. That's that's what yeah. you're talking about. I'm talking about the knight that has the weird dragon tooth hammer thing. Oh, uh, starts with an H. Yeah, so I just I fought remember. him for his ring. Yeah, I I like I, the Dragon yeah. Tooth Hammer a lot. I actually forgot that's what it was because I just saw him with this massive thing, and then when he tried to hit me with it, I'm like, "Holy crap, that is a tooth!" <laughs> yeah, it's a tooth. It looks kind of like a big curved branch with a really broad head on it. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, I never got that far. <laughs> it just takes persistence. I will tell you, you know, Nim, like when we first started the show, like Dark Souls was new, right, and. I got stuck on that Ornstein and Smaug fight for a month um, because, you know, I'd never really played. I hadn't played games that that were that hard of an action RPG in a long time. And I gave up on that game for a month 
and then came back and beat the piss out of it, and then beat that game seven more times after that. But I have not. I have the remastered version. Um, Holly actually got it for me years ago on Steam, but I haven't gone back, and I keep thinking I want to because I got Mortal Shell, and I want to I want to play that because it's apparently a lot shorter than Dark Souls. Yeah. And then maybe go back and see like how it compares to Dark Souls, you know? Yeah, it's always been my not issue, but I guess the thing that's kept me away is that they are the Dark Souls games are pretty long. Um, like for for Bloodborne, I was keeping pace. Like I had this, I had this picture on my computer that was basically like a wanted poster of all the bosses in Bloodborne. And as I would beat a boss, I would put a red X through it. And it really geeked out every time I would open the file and it would, sh- you know, show up the picture and then it would slowly draw all my X's through the bosses that geeked me out and motivated me. But uh, <laughs> what? it's just there's so much to do. Like, I think Bloodborne took me about 45 hours to beat. To yeah. The and that's the shortest that now. one. And that's the shortest one then, isn't it? Yeah, because I think Dark Souls 1 was around 50 to 60 hours for everything, not including DLC or maybe that is including DLC now. I don't know. Do you what DLC was with one? I don't think I think it added like two or three more bosses. I'm not 100 percent positive because I never played the DLC for it. But I, I know for two and three, they got pretty expansive. Yeah, three. I actually never finished the DLC for three. I just had already put, put like 70 hours in it. Like for me, the way those games go, I think one is I mean. It's almost memeable at this point, right? But like. It really is a masterpiece of level design, right? Like you go up and, mm-hmm. you know, you ring both bells and then you keep going. Like it just, it's all interconnected very well. Two's really spaced out in a weird direction, right? But like it's still a good game. But three, like really brought it back together. But I feel like three's the easiest one. I know easy is a weird word to use there. But for me, yeah. quality wise, it goes one, three, two. It's got a lot more quality of life changes in three than the other two do, which makes it feel like with the warping. Like, you, I think you can warp in two, but it's they expanded on that in three in a lot more in in a lot more better ways. I can't think of a better way to put that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Works. It made gooder. <laughs> it, it's it very is gooder. Better. Yeah, but I do. I would like to see just you know expanded. I mean, I haven't played it in 4K or anything, you know, and I would like to play it on my PC when Blighttown doesn't kill it, you know, because yeah. back then, I mean, I don't even remember what, you know, I, I was just barely past a Voodoo graphics card. So, you know, you didn't like, know what a PC was back then. No, I totally did. I've been building PCs since like the 90s. Yeah, whatever. No, I've been probably building them at least as long as you. Okay. Not to my specs, though. No, you, I don't. You I have build a, single a PC man that turns on. I, I, I build a PC that does, like, fucking circles around your shit. Because I over-engineer everything. PC that turns nope. on is an accomplishment. I, lo- I mean, true. I mean, let's <laughs> I mean let's just back that up. Since we're <clears throat> f- flopping digital dicks right now. Uh, what was that card I had prior to this? It was 1070, right? You, and then what was the card I had before you that? You only got that because somebody gifted it to you. You wouldn't have purchased that motherfucker I had by that, yourself. I had you that had a Sandy, Titan Black. I had that Sandy Lake i7 clocked at 4.8 gigahertz. Yeah, and that was an accomplishment. You were uh, you were ahead of me in in hardware for like a year. Yeah, and then I was ahead of you in hardware through the graphics card shortage for a short bit too. Mm, well, only because you had that Titan. That was it. 
How many NVMEs do you have? I have in my machine. Yeah, I have two now. Okay, I have two as well. Oh my god! Okay, you know You're what? Fucking I'm measuring. Put you guys to shame right now because I have a 3090 in, in my fucking machine. What do you have, no, no, bitch? No, no. You, you well, I didn't have up. to overpay. What I have in my machine right now? <laughs> yeah, is a Radeon RX 570. Boom. Well, Damn. I mean, that, that was last generation's Radeon. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> um, PC game a whole lot. <laughs> I'm going to talk about it in the news section, but there's been some uh, new developments with uh, silicon shortage, can, which are making yeah. a lot of people sad right now. Can, can you run a GIF? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he totally can. You would actually be surprised the games. Like, I can get a ton of games around here just fine. I can play, um, shit, what's the newest game? I can play Witcher 3 on here just fine. Yeah. Rusty's, so, I mean, Rusty's never had to overclock because he overbuilds. I've had to squeeze the ever living piss out of everything I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like I'm, I'm squeezing gold out of lead over here, but it's working so far. I mean, whatever works. Uh, uh, if you can stand playing games on it, and it doesn't drive you bonkers, then fucking play games on a calculator. I don't. You know, well, as long that's as you have a PS4 Pro, that's I'm right. gonna mostly play games. Yeah. I'm going to redirect here because I really do actually want to spend a little bit of time talking about that because I think around this table we can talk a lot about that stuff. Yeah. Because I'll just say, just a preface to the news section right now, I was looking up MSRP, it's not real MSRP, right? But Newegg MSRP 3080 is 1400 bucks right now. (laughs) Whatever. It, that's that's fucking price gouging is what it is. It is. And then you go to eBay right now, 3080 is shoot as 2800 bucks right now on the baseline. 3090 is at $3,500. Oh, shit. I'm thinking about selling. <laughs> You're not going to get anything else. My old 1070 is going for 450 right now. Yeah. No, I'm uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold on to what I've got and lock her up. I'm going to hope up. nothing breaks. Fuck. I'm going to lock her up, make sure that that fucker doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> right. We are. Uh, it's, ex- it's not just GPUs, too, but like RAM is starting to go up in price. I know. I just. Real fast all of a sudden. I just bought. Well, it's because now people are buying it because that's all they can buy. Yeah. But I think we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that here after break. But I want to get into games. So you got Dark Souls. Any Anything. So, you know, like it's a, it's a. A game that's really famous. Is there any type of starter build that you would recommend to somebody or starter weapon besides trying to get a Black Knight Hubbard? Because that does take some time. No, because I mean, honestly, you can play that game any way you want. I just say don't go magic as the first way that you play it or stealth. Uh, Yeah, I wouldn't try stealth at all. Yeah. (laughs) And like, don't start with the naked character. Yeah. Well, getting good at the naked runs is a thing. Yeah, the well, butter- I actually am helping to support someone who's trying to do that right now. So, well, like my first no death naked run, my like, very good luck with that. Yeah, I my first butterfly kill was naked two hander. I don't even know how to actually hit the butterfly. Like the last time I played this game was years ago. Uh, you need and- either a magic character, summon a magic character, or a bow and arrow okay. of some sort. Well, I, I had none of those things and got my ass hand- ass handed to me. The, oh, so um, it, it will occasionally come and stick to the side of the uh, the bridge, yep. and then you can just waylay on it until it flies back off. Every, but the but, but the reason for the naked run two hander is for exactly that because you got so much more stamina. Well, regen yeah. because no armor, and so it's just two hander, no armor, and then you can roll out of the way of all the fucking attacks it does. And then when That's it finally gets close, the grass shield too, which ups your stamina bonus by like three, so you're constantly regen- regening stamina. I didn't even know you could do that. I uh-huh. mean, I mean, so the, the build variety. So like, 
the thing about Dark Souls that I really do like a lot that a lot of ARPGs don't do is just the customization of the builds, right? And yeah. I do like that, you know, Sword and Board is super viable, right? But you could do like a magic user that has a sword, right? You could use like a basically be a spell shield, you know? You can be a total magic user. You can be kind of a magic user. You can be somebody who's got who's a parry character, right? So you're using all katanas and rapiers and shit like that. Be a dude that specializes in two handers. You can be the you know the strength builds. You can build to do both two hander and sword and board. And so you, you can, can be a monk class because I'm pretty sure they have fist weapons they in do. this one. They do, and uh, so. there's it's just the build variety is so great. But honestly, in my opinion, I think especially if you're learning the game, like going pure sword and board and getting really good with the timing on your block, and then just the follow through. It's a little bit more methodical. Um, yeah. But it is kind of a surefire way to beat most of the game with being able to block most of the attacks. I say, really, the only two stats, if you're not sure what to put them in, vitality and stamina. Oh, God. oh yeah. Yep. We, we've got the. Uh... Oh, oh. Oh, that's what it's. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Told you it happens every show. Uh, uh, I need a moment. <laughs> Yeah, I saw her. I saw her maniacal grin as she was up oh. there, so I know she was pretty happy. Oh. She got the salt off your ears. Oh. She's happy with herself. I I get attacked it's hardcore, and man. it's like <laughs> I get full on fucking wet willies in both ears. <laughs> so you now saw that shit. That's what oh, I have yeah. to deal with. When we finally start actually start streaming this uh, semi live. Yeah, that'll be the uh, the midpoint break, <laughs> right? <laughs> when she finally fucking decides that that's and then she's fine after that. She's she's like I've got uh, I've got it in, and so, she's perfectly fine. So, so Jason, did you uh, you've been mostly just regrouping from last week, and you've probably played a little bit more BattleTech, and you're probably and still extending that's about the, it, extending the shit out of that campaign. I'm, I'm assuming, or did you start a new campaign? No, I'm got about 200 days left on the current career. So, yeah, he's he's extending the fuck out of it. Um, Jason's played I, hours probably close to beating mine at this point. I fucking love that game. We got we, we got yeah, we got him started on BattleTech and we haven't been able to actually pull him away from it. I I had actually done uh, I done played the fucking game all the way through all the, you know, the campaign and moved on to two or three other fucking games and he's still going. Uh, hey, more power Jason to Jason has like 100 freaking... hours shy of my three-year record. He's got 357 hours in it. Yeah. Jeez. Damn. I mean, that's 95 a lot of... in the last two weeks. Granted, a lot of that was on idle time, so... But still... Probably still I 150 will, hours playing. I will least. leave my, I will leave my computer on, play it at lunch, yeah, and then um, just I may have forgotten a couple times this last week to actually like quit the game when I was done because no. I was in the middle of a camp. I was in the middle of a battle. That's my excuse too. When you see you know multiple played hours during the week. No, but that's a real thing when you're Wink remote nod. playing. <laughs> that's that's my excuse. No, that's I what happens. Off. 
That's what happens when you're remote playing, dude. Mm -hmm. I will say that, so just to quickly recap, I put probably about another 15 hours into, uh, what the fuck was that survival game called? Mr. Prepper. Mr. Prepper, yeah. Yeah, I saw you on there. I've been dicking around with that. It's still, it's a pretty grindy game, but I still like it. Um, Is that that Russian game where you're taking parts from your house or whatever? Yeah, it's... Okay. The premise is, is like, it's post-pandemic, right? Like, it was made, I think it was made before the pandemic happened. It's just really good timing, I guess. Really uh, coincidental timing. Are you really... Are you serious? Okay, keep going. Um, But anyways, basically, you're a dude that's in Maricaville, and uh, there's an agent that checks your house about every week, and... um, He's checking to see if anything's out of the ordinary, and it starts off with little things, right? Do you have enough plates and cups and everything else? Um, but um, he, then he starts checking your water usage and your power usage and a lot of other stuff. So you got to come up with ways to get around that. And all the while, you're building a base underneath your house. And as you go progress through the game, right, you go out to the woods, you go through each level, basically kind of like Mario. You fight off wolves or rats or whatever else is out there, and you gather materials from the woods, and then you meet people to get quests to get other things. And so, like, now I'm growing, um, like, food in my cellar that I made, essentially, and I've got a uh, a rocket silo that I've built. Um, and then I think another option is the driveway. I made deal with the junkyard to start fixing cars. So, like, you kind of, the way to play it that I've figured out is you kind of spend each day focused on a certain area. You have a, a what? I a, have a, ro- a, a rocket, rocket silo? silo? Yeah, because I'm going to fly away. I'm not going to nuke Where anything. Where the fuck are you going to fly away to in a rocket? Anywhere but here. Anywhere but Maricaville. So, um, but yeah, the, just there's a little bit of weird charm to it. There's a lot of little upgrades that you're making, but... In a the, rocket? Yeah. But the, the game is... It's perfect if you're fairly OCD because it's got very precise placement on things. Everything stacks. Um, you can make rooms really, really big. Um, but you're always crafting like different tools and then you're trading at your mailbox with different people to gather money. And then you're trying to stay alive by finding ways to <clears throat> produce food and water um, because now you don't have a job because you tried to escape Maricaville. Um like, overall, we'll see what the tale is on it, right? But, like, overall, it's been enjoyable. It's been a, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've liked it a lot. I want to say about a four, four, uh, four star so far. Four, four, four tilt cast stars out of it? Wow. Yeah, it's okay. about, it's about a four star. So it's okay. a very, it's a unique game. There's just not a lot like it. Like, the closest things I can think to it is maybe, um, Fallout Sheltered, but there's no microtransactions, right? What was and the other? What was the other game? Was it Sheltered? I think Sheltered it was. is the other game that's kind of like it. I think Sheltered. Now they've done a million passes on that game, but it's a similar game, right? You're in a Fallout Shelter and you're building different rooms, but the resource management on it is super strict, and there's not a little lot of wiggle room to recover from a failure, and that's the thing I think this does a better job of. Because, like, you don't ever die, right? Like, I got attacked by wolves out in the wilderness, and you just pass out, and then you lost time. You are healing slower, and your stamina is going a lot slower for a day or two while you heal. 
but it's yeah. not like completely detrimental. Now it always auto saves, so it's kind of hardcore. You can only save when you go to bed, so like you can't save middle of the day. So it makes it kind of hard to play on lunch because each day takes you about ten or fifteen minutes. And so it's like if I got fifteen minutes left of lunch, I'm like I'm gonna have to just sleep now, save the day, and then come back at it after I get off work or whatever. But there's different events that happen, right? Like there might be a brownout and there's no power. So you have to rely on the generators that you got set up in the basement, right? There might be no water. So then you've got to make sure that you've been collecting rainwater. That's something, if you don't know it, you can create water buckets. But when you know it's agent day and he's coming by, you got to clean up all those buckets and throw them in cabinets underneath the, you know, in the basement that's covered up by a rug. Um, to get everything back to the way it needs to be. And right now I'm figuring out ways to turn off the electricity. So the electrical draw is all coming from downstairs. So I wear a, like a headlamp in my house to do everything except for the kitchen. I got to keep the power on. Otherwise I'm going to lose the fridge. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's just a, it's a unique enough game that like when I'm in the headspace for just random meter management, cause that's kind of what it is. Um, I like doing it. I mean, it's it's unique. It's just, it's just not a lot like it. Just from your description of it, I could tell that it was made by a Russian. <laughs> it's like this is like what the world views, you know, what how the world views U.S. preppers as. Like it's well, it's I mean, a it's caricature of, of a. And I've talked US about prepper. it on here. Like I have a slight fascination with <laughs> the whole culture. Not that I would ever build a shelter, right? But like when they had the shelters and so at Far Cry Five. Mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of unique and interesting. So, right? so you would probably and, watch the D Discovery Channel version, like American Preppers. You know, oh, I, I do watch that sometimes, and see? I've got a slow day at work. Or, um, <laughs> for a long time, I wanted an Earth House. I don't know if you know what that is. Yeah, Earth Berm House. Yeah, yeah, an Earth Berm House. Yeah, your Hobbit Hole. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wanted I, a Hobbit Hole yeah. too. I really <laughs> wanted a Hobbit Hole growing up. And, no woman that's ever been with me also wants to live in a hobbit hole, unfortunately. Uh, I, I actually looked into, like, the modern issues that people have with water leakage. House. It's water leakage and the fact that you are underground. Um, it doesn't seem like it, but it is, like, it attracts spiders, and I'm fucking super arachnophobic. So I'm like, all right, I'm out. Fuck this shit. <laughs> I, there was a point when I was house hunting, just out of curiosity, I was like, are there any abandoned missile silos? I was like, how much would it cost to renovate a silo? And I was like, way the fuck more than it cost me to uh, have a house. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, you could turn that motherfucker into just about anything you wanted. The square footage is vast. Yeah. Um, I don't have enough things to fit the square footage. And it also would be really weird for you guys to drive out to the middle of nowhere to do the podcast. I would. I mean, I would just move in. I mean, at that point. So there's, I mean, I'd be like, we are, we are broadcasting from the silo, but it's, <laughs> I don't remember, but let's just, it's, it's about the same amount of living space. And most of them have about six houses. Yeah. That's why I'd move in. And it's just all vertical, which is kind of weird. So like every, it's like one room, you go down the next floor, another big room, right? Next floor, yeah. another big room. Um, but just, I mean, I've seen some pictures of some stuff that people made those like into like luxury condos. Yep. But it's like the most middle America weird ass thing that you could ever do. Um pretty much. But I mean yeah, you're 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 fine for just about anything that happens above ground until you know the shaft that takes you up to above ground breaks down and then you're fucked. 
but it's a, it's a but it's an it's a especially in tornado country i mean like that oh, would yeah. just be like 100 percent safe yeah the, that's another thing i mean my my family's definitely paranoid that i'm going to get hit by a tornado every minute of every day and i'm trying to tell them you know that's, that's they're not, not that, that big <laughs> they're like, not that big and they only hit small areas uh, I mean, you remember when paper maps were a thing? Um, I, I just told my parents, take a ballpoint pen, put it on uh, put it on Oklahoma someplace and draw a straight line with the ballpoint pen across the paper map. And that would be about how wide a tornado, like the biggest tornado would actually affect and consider the fact that it's actually more often than not much smaller than the line of a ballpoint pen. And oh yeah, that would be a monster. That'd be like a ten mile wide tornado. Yeah, I mean a ballpoint pen going across there would be at least a mile wide tornado, right? So I mean, I'm I'm telling you, it's you, know, you have to like almost really try to be you know directly hit by a tornado. Mm-hmm. Um, but that aside, um, one of the other things. Speaking of crafting, uh, me and Rusty uh, fired up an Arc server. Um, <laughs> and we, well, we're just looking for things to do to you you know, multiplayer and just give us more options. I mean, there's nothing wrong with, we just say dwarves at this time because it's either going to be uh deep rock galactic or, or uh vermintide too. vermintide too. And those are the two primary uh, multiplayer games that we've been playing, but um, we wanted something different. We hadn't played arc in a while. We've been in a crafting mood and I have been for sure. We fired up arc extinction. I didn't really, I only picked it cause we hadn't played it. Right. And so far, um, I feel like we've been having pretty, pretty fun time. I'm, I'm having a blast, dude. He's uh, Rusty's way more focused than me. I have to like figure out what my direction is for my gameplay, but I know that I'm never going to be playing except for maybe tomorrow for more than a couple, three hours at a time. So I'm just like, all right, Rusty, what are we doing? Then Rusty gets in Bob the Builder mode and then talks for about 30 minutes about all the grand plans that I'll never see until I wake up the next morning. <laughs> and I'm just like, all right, Rusty, just give me something to do. So like last night, he's like, I trapped like 17,000 animals. Why don't you jump on one of these animals? I got really bored last night, went on this adventure. And so I'm thinking to myself, I want Shadow in on an adventure. All I did is grab rocks last night. <laughs> <laughs> and because um, Ark's kind of like that, right? Like it's the, yeah. it's the fun is in what you decide you want to do. And there's a lot of things, right? We don't play on a PVE or PVP server. Well, and we PVE only. That's no PVP. Right, but I'm just saying we don't play. We just play with each other. That right. Sounds, I mean, that sounds really weird, but um, yeah. Well, like we've adjusted a I lot will... of the settings to not put it in real time mode with gathering materials because when you're set up as a tribe, basically, right? Yeah. You've got a ton of people gathering resources, and it almost still goes kind of real time. Like it's set up very simulation like. And there's a lot of videos out there that'll show you kind of like ways to tweak the settings to play it all by yourself so it doesn't feel. It doesn't take you a day to build a wall. Right. Um, and we tweak the settings because it's just the two of us. And even with dinos, even with tweak settings, right? Like it's still. It takes a while. Yeah. It still takes a while. And we're quote unquote cheating the system. It's it's just an adjustment. You know, it's. It's all quality of life. But if you're not going to play with a ton of people. Yeah. You have to have those things in there. You If you play the game with the standard settings uh, or on like if you play. A you not on the de- you know on a, an official server, but you just start up your own like little dedicated server for your machine, mm-hmm. uh, and use the standard settings. Uh, you could 
you know, knock a, a dino out, uh, put food in its, you know, in its inventory, and that's how you tame in that game, and then come back the next day, and it would still be knocked out and still taming. Um, it takes a long fucking time, like hours, to tame things on the official servers. And it requires, like, people working in shifts to monitor the dinosaur, make sure that it's got food and water, or food and uh, narcotics to keep it under, uh, keep it asleep, and then protect it, and then there's PvP, and there's all all kinds of shit, right? I said, fuck all that. Uh, And I will only ever play ARK on a dedicated server. I will only ever play ARK in PvE. And I will always change the settings so that it doesn't require, like, a, a day's worth of investment to do one thing. Yeah, most, I mean, unless we got to really hard tame, most of our tames are taking about 10 minutes or so. Right. It takes, at the longest, it takes about 10 minutes. Uh, which, I mean, that's a long time, in game time, just sitting there basically twiddling your thumbs waiting for a thing to happen. You know, so it makes kind of sense in the, in the official servers where you've got like 30 people working together to do a thing. Uh, but it doesn't make sense at all for one or two people. Uh, um, especially when my game time with Rusty is either like extreme early morning or right. And it's only a couple going, hours. Yeah. Before I'm going to bed. Uh, so, so I had to figure out the exact settings to do that. And, I, and I've been kind of tweaking them here and there, but uh, there's, you know, I've got the settings taken care of. Now, this motherfucker, he he's, he drops the whole arc thing on me on, like, a fucking Sunday morning. Uh, you know, and his, he he gets, he, he hits me up on Steam at, like, 8 o'clock in the fucking morning. He's like, hey, let's start an arc server. And I'm like, I haven't even looked at that. I've been playing Satisfactory for fucking hours and hours and hours all night. Uh, I haven't even looked at that. So you want to do this now? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, let me look at the prices. I found a server with a fairly decent deal for like 12 bucks or something like that um, for uh, like 15 slots. And I'm like, that's the lowest I can find. Let's go with it. Do you want me to pull the trigger? And he's like, yeah, let's go ahead and you know pull the trigger on it. I'm like, son of a bitch. I know what's going to happen after this. Because as soon as I pull the trigger, now... I need to set, I need to relearn all of the settings that I'd learned fucking three or four years ago when I last played Ark. Uh, and of course I've forgotten all that shit since then. Um, so that went into me going through all of the, you know, all of the server settings and getting it all set up and making sure it has the right version of Ark and all, you know, and looking at the mods and things like that. And I think I did that fairly quickly. Um, and you by get it fairly, within about an hour. I, I, by fairly quickly, we were up and actually in the game playing on the Extinction server for uh, for that at about 11 o'clock. Um, and uh, Actually, it was longer. Now that I remember it, it was about one thirty. Well, you started at about 10 o'clock. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, basically, Rusty, this I'm is a why night Rus- person, so my, my bedtime is like 10 o'clock, 10.30-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh I didn't get finished with the server until about one ish. Forty five, and then we, um, then we played for a couple hours after that. So I was up till about three ish, four almost. Um, so yeah, I didn't get very much sleep that day. <laughs> um, it was just revenge for Rusty keeping me up three hours past my bedtime the yeah, night before. Asshole. Um, but uh, but we did did get it uh, get it up, and one of the things 
that I have always liked about uh, my initial playthroughs of Ark, uh, like on the island and on the center, was, you know, just, you know, the first few hours of that game, like, punches you right in the dick. Like, it does. It, it, it'll, it like, you died from a mosquito. You died from a fucking, like, you fell wrong. We died um, probably 30 <laughs> times in that first couple hours, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, that... The f- I got the f- killed by a Dodo with a party hat when I first started playing, <laughs> what was it, last year, I think it was? Yeah. And then I had to look up what the hell the Dodo with a party hat was. Yeah. That was an interesting the, side the story. The party Dodo, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I we when we spawned, we spawned in a spot that uh, that has uh, a little lake in the bottom. And, mm-hmm. you know, of course the uh the map the uh, the extinction map starts you out and it's a hot environment so you run through your water really quickly um so what ended up happening is we had to go down and brave the lake to get water but that was also a very big spawning point for titan boas so uh we would get hit by snakes and of course when you're a really low level You'd get hit by the snake once, and then it would trank you, and you'd go down, and of course it would just fucking eat you while you're. Oh asleep. yeah, they were. Yeah, they had like all of our shit. Yeah, so <laughs> we had like fucking bags and bags of like all the shit. Well, I was getting killed by fucking like armored ants. Right, and I mean the it's really unforgiving right at the beginning of the game, um, but uh after after a little bit we were able to actually get a little hut set up and then you know then it kind of started taking off from there yeah it was i think the key to the survival was getting a couple of platforms putting down sleeping bags and getting some chests to start throwing the resources that we could get in those chests so that we could start to get a safety point right and then we got to start getting our first tames and then like at this point you know a week later and several hours later right Rusty had timed a couple of, basically, some uh, predators. Right. And gotten me a Carno, and then gotten him a Volanosaur. A Volanosaur, yeah. Which is the turret character. It is. A a Volanosaur is... It's It's one of my favorite... fantasy dinosaur. It's one of my favorite dinos uh, in Ark Extinction, because you can... uh, It's one of the only ranged dinos uh, in the game. So you can actually just turn it into a machine gun, essentially. It's really fucking cool. Uh, like, you get on the fucker, you press the C key to go into fucking turret mode, and then you just fucking left-click, and it shoots out, like, a machine gun. And it shoots out spines. Uh, and uh, does a f- it does a pretty decent amount of damage. Like, I'm able to kill big things fairly quickly. Um but it's one of the things that I was able to go out and that's why I went on multiple adventures and I could go for hours on fucking multiple adventures. But basically what I, uh, what really got me thinking about, yeah, I'm like, let me go ahead and play Ark again because Ark was one of the very first games. Like I didn't play Minecraft. Um, and years ago, if you go back in the show, you could go back a couple of years and I, I actually basically shat on fucking games that, uh, that starts you off with a pick and an axe and tells you to go to town. I called them pick and axe games because they fucking like, you know, they, they basically told you you had to build shit. Uh, and that has now kind of become one of my favorite genres of games is a survival game that a lot that allows you to do a build. Yeah. Uh, and 
Uh, and that was reignited by my playthrough of Valheim. Uh, when I was playing through Valheim, I was like, oh my god, this is like, this is the shit. I, I love this kind of game, and I have been missing this for a while. Like, there hasn't been any really good ones. Uh, so Valheim, I played through that and, you know, and started doing, you know, some really cool builds with that. Uh, and then there was a big lull after Valheim and I'm like, I need to fill this void and I don't know what the fuck to do with it. So I started playing Satisfactory, which is kind of a, a mix between, uh, you know, my, my enjoyment of Factorio and Dyson Sphere program uh, and uh, like a survival game. Uh, where you have to, you know, basically build big things, uh, and you are given just the base materials to do that. And then he goes and, you know, and pulls up, you know, and pulls the whole arc thing on me. And I'm like, yeah, well, arc was one of the f very few game first games that got me into this. This is what, this is what really got me understanding that I like to build in games. And then I started playing arc, uh, you know, with him that first day. And I think I said to this, said this out loud. I'm like, Oh my God, the snapping on this game on this shit is dog shit compared to fucking Valheim. It trying is to leak shit together. And, yeah, yeah. You're trying to get things to snap and it doesn't fucking snap. Right. And, and of course Valheim is really fresh in my mind and Valheim allows you to like kind of reach up and put shit into other shit and make really cool, like designs with stuff. Whereas Ark is very basic. It doesn't allow you to really do a lot of that because the snap points are kind of hard, fast rules instead of, you know, being something where you can it's kind very of fudge square. it. Yeah, you, it's very square. Everything you build in there is kind of a, a box or a rectangle. Everything's at a 45 degree angle. Like you can get a little bit more, but it really takes some finagling yeah and there is some pieces i saw some uh i was watching some youtube videos of people that built like little fucking castles uh and by little i mean like fairly large area but still kind of compact um and the castles were really cool looking but he had to have been using creative mode to build it because the amount of metal that he needed to build that castle would be way more than any one person could mine in the game with normal spawn timers in a year. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so it was it was a it was a really good idea. But uh, I was looking at what we were doing and with our set of, uh, server settings, and I was like, I was not going to be able to do that. So a square it is. Well, and I think <laughs> I think I wasn't sure about extinction at first, but the differences between that and base arc now kind of makes sense yeah and i think i do like this it's shaped so it's there's a city shaped kind of like a diamond in the middle and outside the city are a few different biomes so you got the was it the wasteland that surrounds it yeah the wasteland surrounds the uh the city and then you got a snow biome and you've got a desert biome and then you got the sulfur fields and then you've got like a super high level area basically right there's and then one green area right so the the idea behind this was the city is called sanctuary it has a shield over it um and the um 
and I don't know a whole lot about the lore, the story bits, but it's behind to, it, it's supposed to be uh, the last city on Earth, right? But the uh, but it was also the place where they started building the arcs. So that's why you see a lot of the spires and shit, and the the domes that you see outside the city, the the desert biome and the snow biome, are actually proto arcs. Those have an obelisk in the middle of it, and those will. Uh, those have their own shield to it. That's a proto arc, and then they started actually putting the arcs in space, and that's where the whole game comes from. There's a lot of lore into it, but um, there is one obelisk that failed, and that's where the sunken forest is. So the so in the middle of the sunken forest is actually a broken obelisk that's underground. Um, yeah, apparently there's a bunch of like puzzles and traps and some other things that we haven't encountered yet. Right. There's there's in uh so extinction got, allows you to do things with uh with like uh almost like a tower defense, like a a wave-based uh activity that's built for like 30 fucking people, right? Um mm-hmm. but it's a a wave-based activity where you have to hold a point against these corrupted dinos that kind of spawn from the edges and kind of come towards the middle and try to, uh, to attack the, uh, the node that you're trying to protect. Uh, and it's a really fun event, but it's something that unless I make some changes to the server, Justin and I by ourselves would probably not be able to do without having to control like hundreds of dinosaurs by, you know, by ourselves. Yeah. Um, we will say though, again, with our premium level, uh, cards, yeah, it is a very different experience from what I had the last time I played. I mean, it's very pretty. I mean, the the game is very pretty, uh, and you know there is some pretty major changes to how they did textures and things with the later uh, as Ark kind of progressed. Like if you take a look at the island, it's very basic, uh, but if you go into Extinction, there's a lot more textures, a lot more variation of textures, uh, and things look. I mean, they they did a lot more, be- a lot more better. A lot of, <laughs> a lot they of made things. It a lot gooder. They made it a lot gooder. Uh, they definitely did uh, a lot of improvements in verticality. So uh, this map, when you first start on this map, you're not at sea level or you know in in that term. You are kind of midway up in the city, and that goes really far down. And it goes really far up. And yeah, there's platforms or roads that kind of ring all all around. Right. So it's so if you're on a land based dyno and running around, uh, you have to really kind of figure out exactly how am I going to get to the other side of this, you know, crevasse. I will say early tame Iguanodon yeah. is uh Pretty all right. You yeah. can't fight worth a damn, but holy shit, that thing it can has stamina. run. It can run faster than anything else, and it has stamina for days. Yeah, this... it's like that's how I before Rusty was really back into it and taming flyers and doing all sorts of crazy shit. I was just running all over the map, and apparently, you got to run all the way outside the city to go down into a ravine to go debt back down under. Yeah, so you have to be able to get a flyer that can carry things down to get metal. Yeah, because most of the metal in this map is at least in the middle area, uh, is down in the, the crevasse. In the crevasse. You have to get an RG. I, 
overall, like I've been pretty satisfied with it. Like I said, I had a lot of fun last night. I took your Carno out and then I went and decimated probably a hundred different dinosaurs getting farming shit for you or, or more, yeah. um, which I, was, which was I gained key. like a 60 levels on that Carno. Yeah. It, which was key. I mean, I absolutely, re- you know, I went through all of the, uh, the, the resources you got, um, yeah, it, I, I have I have a lot of fun with these types of games. Uh, you know, and it's, it's. I think like we're about to hit a spring sale with Steam, so yeah. um, Arc will. There's a lot of tweaks you can make to it to make it run on a lot of different machines. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to be trying to run it on stupid mode to get it to play right. No, and no. or to even look good because honestly, it looks good until you're at like PS3 level. Yeah, yeah, you, you it starts play to look it. a little bit like Turok. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's it's a game that I I was able to play four years ago on you know on what I would consider subpar hardware. So, but um, probably current par for a lot of people still, right? Um, and it was still it was still running really well. You can actually do a lot with it. Uh, just I just don't dig the PvP in it. Um, I would say there's also if you're because I was looking and trying to get. Well, Rusty was setting shit up. I was just relearning the game a little bit and trying to figure out how to play it against it. been a while. Um, you can play it on... Um, there's a, several different videos about single-player settings that'll give you a better idea of how to set it up. And that helped me kind of get a baseline for kind of what to do with the setup in order to get it to run in a way that didn't take me years. You can overkill the single-player settings to where you hit a tree and then you're instantly over encumbered so right. you want to balance it a little bit right yeah and, and i have things balanced as so i mean it's just rekindled like this has been over the past month or two uh since valheim it's been really kind of like survival game central for me i've been really digging it and there's as long as it doesn't have zombies as long as it doesn't have zombies i fucking hate zombies it's so i mean we could always play seven days to die again i mean no i mean that game's great i've been watching somebody play a playthrough of, uh, of seven days to die to see what you know uh what's changed and everything that i've liked about the original seven days to die playthroughs is gone <laughs> it's been changed um yeah and i wouldn't call what you said subpar because the 1080 ti goes for 1400 on ebay by the way <sighs> I sold the I sold my system at the beginning of this chip shortage for seven fifty with that motherfucker in it. Ah boy. Anywho, um, you can get it from the Middle East for three hundred ninety five dollars, but I don't know that I'd order anything from Alibaba.com. You could get a piece of paper with a ten eighty Ti printed on it. I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> but Nip, uh, I mean, with your uh, with your you know, have have you actually played a lot of uh, survival games or any you know, any uh anything like Ark or Valheim? I have played um Ark on here. I'm actually playing Valheim on a private server with a couple of other friends. Nice. We are getting ready to take on the current final boss in Valheim, the yes. Plains boss. Yep. Um, but we haven't done that yet because we have to. F- we're trying to get all the black metal that we need so we can finish upgrading everyone's equipment so we can take on the boss. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I have played a little, like very little bit of arc. As I said, I got killed by a party dodo and <laughs> was then I had it? to research what the fuck was that. And <laughs> yeah, the thing about arc, you just have to actually get through the first half an hour of hour and you basically will die 
multiple times, and then once you get a foothold, you're you know you're golden. Yeah, um, No Man's Sky. Actually, I've been playing that a lot with my son too. Uh, I actually just did the get to the center of the galaxy on permadeath. Oh yeah, which wasn't as hard as you would think it would be. It's mostly just time. The only thing you have to worry about is the planet that they start you up, that they start you on, right. because they since some patch update forever ago they always start you on an extreme planet now yep whereas before it was just completely random so you have that to contend with but once you get off that planet it's real easy to get you know everything you need and just move on it's just time consuming especially i ran into a glitch where i think it's i think the character's name is nada in the anomaly they're supposed to tell you where the black holes are at on the map Mm mm-hmm they told me like one or two times and then they glitched out and wouldn't tell me anymore. So then I just had to follow the route to the center of the galaxy. Oh my God. Uh, It was a boring 16 hours. Holy shit. (laughs) It's like jump here, then jump to the Uh next place, then jump to the next place. You saw that map many, many times. Yeah. You do like nine jumps and you have to start looking for fuel for your ship. So you can keep doing another nine jumps. Oh my God. Um, Right now though, because PlayStation, did they put out like 10 free games or whatever for vr mm-hmm. and i have a psvr uh one of those games was subnautica oh yeah which uh, i had interesting I'd, play in vr oh yeah i've never played that game before so this is my first time checking it out subnautica. that's gonna Man, be that fucking game, terrifying it can be <laughs> dude subnautica it's seems like it's looking though oh yeah i bet uh subnautica seems like it would be like upchuck city though because you're driving a human at that point. It's not you. You, you can adjust go. the controls a couple different ways to make it not feel that way. Okay. But it does still take a little bit of getting used to. But I've really enjoyed it, and you don't. There's only been a couple times where I've had to panic, look around when I was being attacked by like a stalker or something <laughs> like that, yeah. which I didn't know was one a thing, and two was there. So that kind of freaks me out. Uh, oh boy! <laughs> but usually, where the area that you start out in, there's not anything attacking you unless you attack it. Right. So you you have enough of that time where you can take a moment to get your bearings with the VR and all that, and try to figure everything out. So it's not a constant, oh shit, something's here to kill kill me, and I'm looking at the sky, I'm looking at the ground, I'm looking left, I'm looking right. Right. <laughs> nah. If if you continue playing that in VR, I want I I would be interested to hear uh your uh your experiences as you go into some of the more dangerous areas because uh there that I've, gets like once you get really deep like I I've only dicked around with a little bit in VR before Lola chewed up my VR <laughs> and uh I can tell you that was truly terrifying um I don't have the motion sickness thing as much as you do Rusty I'm I'm pretty good at driving humans now I. I'm but, fine in VR as long as I'm in a turret mode situation. So, but it's not the fact that I'm swimming that was giving me the willies. It was the stalkers, and then it would be the deep for me if I can't see the bottom. Yeah, it does. See, that, that part gets that crazy. doesn't bother me. And the cool thing with the I don't know how it is for the VR sets you guys can get for the computers, but with the PSVR, they have little earbuds that you can put in your ears. Mm-hmm. So you've got that quote-unquote 360 surround sound you know feel right and the sounds that this game makes how like everything is like that underwater muffled yes is kind of cool because you can kind of pinpoint where something is but you're underwater so besides saying okay it's 
behind me. I don't know if it's behind me up, behind me down, directly behind me, or to the left or to the right. It's just, the, it sounds really cool. There's the a lot of good is, audio going on with it. Yeah, the sound design for that game is is top notch. I, I When I was playing through it on PC, um, not on VR or anything like that, I, I mean, I had the the sound turned up and it was it was immersive. Like yeah. when you get to a point, uh, at, I, I'm not going to spoil too much for you because you hadn't played through it. But there's uh, there's a point where you go into some of the deeper sections uh, and it gets darker as you go down, mm-hmm. of course. Um, but once you get down to the deeper sections, you start like hearing shit that like puts you on edge. And, uh, and that is, uh, it's integral that that point, you know, that sound design in that environment match up so well to put you on edge. Uh, I'm sitting there like gripping, like sweating on my fucking, my, uh, my mouse, like going, Oh my God, am I going to fucking die? Oh my God, am I going to fucking die? Like it doesn't fucking matter. It's a video game. Right. But it's still yeah. like it, it's that tension was, was key to those points in that game. And it makes me remember that game very well. Um, I think it's one of the, it's, it's a Hallmark game that we've played over the last few years. Yeah. Like it's, and I know they're coming out with uh, below zero comes out in May. Yep. Can't wait for that. Um, I'm just waiting for the full version. I might yeah. get it at the cheap. I think it's already past the cheaper price point at this point. But yeah, it's. I feel like it's worth the full price. Yeah, I'm gonna pay for a price, uh, full price for it. I I just refuse to play the the early access version of it because I want to experience the whole thing. Yeah. So. Well, and I was, if I experienced that in early access, and it had all the mechanics, but not quite all the things that you could craft, and it had almost none of the story. Right. Right. And so, out of context. It was um, kind it's, of plain. It's, it's just kind of. It's not that it's boring. It's just you. Do, you don't. You lack direction other than upgrading, and once you have the story kind of behind it, which you'll start to discover, um, it gives it a lot more direction in what you're doing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that, that game's uh, that game is pretty good. If you can get through it in VR, oh my god, like that. Then you've done one be- one better than me because I don't think I could play that game of VR. <laughs> I'll give it a try. It's it's been pretty fun. It's so. it's a it's a it's a good time. The messed up part was too. I thought I was gonna die super early because your PDA starts giving you a countdown about the oh. aurora going critical. Yes. Yeah, and it just starts going from ten, and I'm like, wait, am I supposed to do something? And then it, it keeps counting down. I'm like, I guess I'm just fucked. And yep. so I went up above the surface. Yep. Stood on this little sandbank and just watched it blow up. And yep. I'm like, huh, I'm not dead. But that was cool. <laughs> I did the same thing when the first thing is like it's going to explode in five, four. I'm like, oh my god, what am I going to do? I said, okay, I'm just going to have a, a uh, I'm going to have a front row seat to the end of the fucking world at this point, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, because that ship is fucking huge. So it's like if that thing's going up, like right, I'm just it's, fucked. There's yeah. nothing I can do about it. I, it's me it, and my little scanner gun. Yeah, and it nothing just, happening. It just it irradiates the water around the aurora. So, yeah, which yeah. I have the lead suit for that now too. So, so that's the next point of interest. Yep. Yeah. You're, you're gonna so end I'm up going through there. Slowly working towards it. It's fun times. <laughs> but it's it does it's designed so well. Like you'll find points where you can't go further without a certain tool, and then you discover what that tool is. And usually the tool that you need to scan is somewhere kind of close by. So you just kind of got to go on a hunt to figure out what the next piece of technology is that you got to scan in, so that you can 
get past the barrier. And it, it does really well with that. Like, I really like that that game wasn't so much about the combat, but the exploration, but the exploration is really good. Um, yeah, they and, don't really have a whole lot of con. Like, I like the fact that they tell you the reason you don't have a weapon besides a survival knife is because of this incident that happened on this other world some years ago. So due to that, you're no longer allowed to, like, synthetically make weapons anymore or some crap like that. Right. It's like you want a gun, but you're not going to get one. <laughs> you're going to get some self-protection stuff, but it it comes later and it comes pretty organically. Yeah. Um, but it's it's all good. It's that's a really good game. I I don't know, there's not a, any other survival game that's really like it. Um, and I think it does meter management pretty good. I mean, yeah. Bre- Breath Edge decided to go try to be kind of like yeah, but, it. But, yeah, but Breath Edge has but, almost no tension aside from lack of air. <laughs> right. So, I think... Uh, just, just real quick quick note, I went ahead and uninstalled it. I decided I wasn't going to get through it right now. Oh, yeah. Well, I've uninstalled it as well. <laughs> I bought it at $11. It's, you know, I got 10 hours out of it. Breath Edge is... It, it's fine. It's, it's just meh. It's it's just not as good as Subnautica. And it's it kind it's of po- like a third of it good. It, it pokes fun at it. So I think it's uh I think we got enough in for the first uh, first half here. Let's go ahead and take a break. All right, guys, we'll be back. <laughs> silence and we're back <laughs> i mean we uh yeah i almost saw mike fly at somebody <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> he's waiting for the the audio to be dry and then the dog's over here chewing on a toy and she's got it propped up against the back of the legs of my chair and she's just going to town i mean she's happy if you're not jumping on anybody yeah. and, and then i yell at a dog that can't hear anything so like, <laughs> like whatever what am i doing so for all you out there listening on the interwebs, um, we're going to do some, I call them baby stories, just some quick things of note that'll be interesting to you. And then we want to talk a little bit about how to make your current rig worth a damn and some of the things that you can do to make it worth a damn. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. So I wanted to kind of shell out some things. I was talking on the break. Uh, Nymph got to see a little bit behind the scenes of all the bullshit that goes on. This is never a five-minute break. <laughs> never. Uh, ever, ever, it's ever. Like, it's like 15 seconds in audio, but it's more like 30 minutes or more. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there's a – if you didn't know, and I've been talking about it kind of regularly, Back for Blood's a thing. Back for Blood is Turtle Rock Studios, the guys that made Left for Dead. Um, they're no longer married to Valve. So they came up with a game called Back for Blood, which is basically Left for Dead 3. It's it it's anything it's Left for Dead and everything but name. Even the archetypes are similar, um, but they've got new you know super zombies or whatever and they some have new mechanics. Na- new names for everything. Yeah, yeah. But um, originally it was going to be releasing in June, and I was kind of worried because the Aliens Swarm game. You know, that's what I call them. The Swarm game, right? The Aliens uh, co-op Swarm game was coming out in June as well, um, but. Now it's not. They pushed it back to. I think you had that your finger on that nymph. What was the date on that? Uh, October twelfth. Yeah, October. And we were talking like, oh, that makes sense, right? Like zombies right around Halloween season. Yeah. And 
I'll be I'll be honest. Uh, I will be getting it. I don't know if Trent's going to get it on PC. Maybe he's going to get it on console for some reason, even though he's got a badass PC. I'm going to get it on PC. I, I don't. You don't have to play it. If, I can probably find ten people that'll play that with me. I'm I'm sure that you could, but I mean, I feel like I need to because uh, I really didn't give Left for Dead or Left for Dead Two any, you know any play time at all like maybe a half an hour total uh between the two games well, which is like nothing it was a gauntlet mainstay and it was a tvgp mainstay for many years like prior to yeah. you being part of tvgp you're part of the community and part of our community because honestly that was where i know a lot of people anyway and we were playing left for dead like two or three times a week for probably a couple of years yeah yeah we did that and then we did mass effect for a little bit and then went right back to left for death <laughs> yeah yeah you played our original gauntlets with us quite a bit uh, yeah. um so like the for me with it being such a core game for tilt cast and for our friends in tvgp um like i feel like a, i feel have you talked to has boston talked about it any offline is he do you know if he's getting it I haven't heard him talk about it, but I'm sure if, I believe if, Moon has talked about it. Maybe Boston has talked about it. I was if gonna he has, say, it's just been in passing, but I know Moon has said something about it off and on. I was gonna say Moon would be down too because he played a shitload of Left for Dead with us as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I would be very interested in doing some of that. That's what I mean. Like if you don't play it, I know the T V G P crew will play it. It's for for me, what I was watching, they did play put through a uh, a new gameplay video. Uh, that I watched a little bit of before I came over. Uh, the uh, the new gameplay video looked really good. Like like it, you know, the gunplay looked really good in it. And th there's a couple things that I don't like about zombies, and I've been very vocal about this on the show. Is just just an overused bad guy. Um, but it's not been as overused in a while. And I mean, it still kind of is. Uh, it's just. Mm -hmm. Um, the, um, it's just, for me, the, the gameplay around a zombie needs to be good. It can't be just the fucking zombies being bad guys, you know? So, uh, and, and, and what I was looking at in that game is just the gunplay looked really good and it looked like it was running at a fairly high frame rate. Uh, so... I'm I'm like I'm I'm gonna give it a go just because that looks like really good. What oh my is god! Going on, the dog is like find... it's the dog. Oh, and she just like snaked her way under she, the table. She just like full on fucking alien jumped my fucking ass here. Oh my god! All right, look. If you can see, oh. this is a very oh. happy animal. Oh, oh. go god! <laughs> uh, she uh, is uh, tail is just going. I know. Is this? I think it was last week or the week before it like swayed up, thwapped that microphone. Oh, buddy. See, there's the smile going and the little lizard licks. Oh, she's going to drool on me, I think. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I just got a doggy French kiss. <laughs> yep, there. She, she thwapped the microphone. Of course she did. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, any. I need a moment. <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. I think I'm good. All right. <laughs> so I think that'll be something kind of cool. I was going to talk about something else, though, too. Um, so 
there's been a comment, and I, I can't tell you who to credit for this because I've been reading a lot of stories about it, but we all know that E3 is like probably not a thing, or if it is going to be any kind of thing, it'll be a weird virtual event. And I, I don't know if you've heard anything more, Nymph. But not really, just that it's going to be a sounds like it's going to be a weird virtual shadow of its former self. It's just going to be the video versions of the uh, uh, of the the onstage talking well, points. And, well, and it, that and they were asking for very stupid amounts of money to be a part of it. Right. Well, yeah. And the thing is, you don't have to do that with Steam. And if you haven't been watching some of these Steam like little mini events, like because they've been a virtual platform for so long, like they understand how to do it right and not how to overcharge whoever's doing the event with them. And they're doing a summer fest between June 16th and June 22nd, right around E3 time. Well, it'd be like after E3, basically. Um, and the last one they did with this, what they did is they did these virtual streams of the developers, right? And so you could just kind of pick your genre, pick what you wanted to watch. And it was developer a developer stream, right? You could ask comment questions in the chat, ask them things about the game, right? As they're playing it and as they're talking about it. And then they had lots of demos to download. And a lot of these demos are actually last year they tried this. It's how I found out about Mr. Prepper, right? That was one of the ones that I downloaded. And then it said it'd be released soon, which ended up being like nine more months. Which I'm fine with. Um, but there's been quite a few other games that I've got my wish list now from that last little event for these indie Steam titles that I thought was really cool. Like there's a Rift Breaker, which is one I'm still waiting on. Yeah, I'm waiting for that one to actually get more fleshed out. I've played the prologue for it. Yeah, and but that one's a really cool one that I've kind of got on my list. And then what was that? Was that called Last Spell? Yeah, the last... Uh... The is it the last spell? I think it's I think that's the name. Yeah, there's a weird tower defense kind of turn based RPG. Yeah. That's wave based where you got a bunch of you're in a city and you build up the city with resources you gain from killing the mobs. And it's turn based kinda like a really fast Final Fantasy tactics, except your characters have abilities to buff each other or kill multiple enemies at a time. So it has that weird I don't know. It's, it's it's just it's a another unique concept, and it just again found out about that through that sale, and decided, oh, this looks really cool. Let me play the prologue. Oh, this is really good, right? And so um, I'm looking forward to this because I feel like I will get more out of that, and we'll get the E3 because E3 hasn't really been virtual, right? Their e, their virtual coverage has been the giant bombs and Kotaku's and PC gamers and everybody else. They've covered it for them. They've never had to do it themselves. Right. It's... And and now they're asking them to do that. And I don't see a reason for, like, Bethesda to do that because they could just do their own virtual event through Microsoft. So it's – I don't feel like there's a lot of incentive for it because it's just a name. And as especially as we've gotten older, right, like we had the Spike Video Game Awards thing, which is always a fucking joke. And then <laughs> – right. Uh, it's been a joke since its inception, right? It Even, has been. And any of those video game award shows have always been a fucking joke. And then E3, right? Like it was never an award show, but then you'd have like the best of E3 and then it would always just be another AAA title. It would be another Call of Duty. Which, no, not Call of Duty if that's your game, but like there's a whole lot of other variety gamers out there that play a lot of other things. And so like it never did anything for me, right? Yeah. I'm just – I'm not always looking for the next AAA title. I'm just looking for something that's fun. You're looking for a PAX. Yeah, I'm looking for a PAX, right? Like, and, and I think the Steam stream thing comes closer to PAX. 
Um, and I really miss PAX. I haven't been in so long at this point. It just as feels like a, it's a memory. As soon as we can actually go to a PAX, yeah, I the, plan on going to a PAX. Most of the country's vaccinated, and we can go do a PAX, and travel restrictions are, and I've got a way to watch my dog. Um, I would love to do it PAX again. But um, that being said, I really feel I really have some strong faith in it. The the last times they've done these game events with Steam, if you pay attention, they do a pretty good job of it. And it's very interactive. Um, like you could literally spend all day doing it, which I did sometimes. Right. And I just it's like I want to play a video game, but I'm kind of interested in what's up, come, up and coming for the show. So let me uh, dick around and talk to developers for a little bit, which that was actually really fun. Uh, yeah. Definitely getting to talk to developers is, you know, especially for a, for a new game is coming out and making, you know, it's it's kind of like a little mini interview, um, even if it's kind of in a live situation. Um, you might get an answer to something that, you know, wouldn't be available elsewhere. So that's, that's kind of nice. Let's say with uh, Bethesda finally uh, getting EA Pass for free. You mean on, Microsoft? Microsoft, yeah. And then I mean, it's the with everything company, they've yeah. gotten with uh, Bethesda, like they've gotten a pretty strong lineup of games. Like it's funny, I was eating my own words from a couple weeks ago that, you know, you weren't going to get Mass Effect on there. And now Mass Effect is on PC Game Pass. And then on top of that, uh, they got Octopath Traveler this week. So, which was one that I was waiting. That was the only thing I really wanted to play on Switch besides Zelda. Right. And now I really have no reason to get a Switch at this point. So um, <laughs> I just downloaded that the other day, and it actually runs uh, 4K60 on PC, then in 1080p60 on Xbox. So which I know originally, wasn't it? Is it 720 on um, Switch? Yeah, on the Switch, yeah. Like 720? 720 on the screen, and then like four-something handheld, I think it is. Yeah. So, you know, it's... It's got its own unique perspective and a unique art style and everything else, but like it just does look really clean. So I'm really I'm excited to play that. Like once I get through a few things, and then on top of that, like you've got I still haven't beaten everything yet, but I'm playing uh, Outer Worlds on Game Pass right now, and I'm getting through the DLC, and I happily paid for the DLC because I really like that game. But uh, if you're looking for stuff to do, like Game Pass is just like such an extreme deal at this point. <laughs> like it, it, we see it almost every week too. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I mean, I mean TVGP it's... does that almost every week as well. I know Game Pass is. Well, we focus. I think it, I think Giant Bomb also sings its praises quite a bit too. Like just a lot of us do because there's so much variety on it right now. Um, there's just and the value is just great. I mean, it's, it's a hair more than paying for live. Um, um, and that's that's another thing ultimate, that actually changed this week. Yeah, what's the news on that? Um, the, the so Microsoft had changed Xbox Live's branding. It's no longer Xbox Live. It's Xbox Network, um, which is just a change in name. It's the same functionality, really. Um, but <clears throat> I think it was just to kind of differentiate it from uh, from Game Pass. Um, Actually, a little bit more. Actually, what it is is it's the base connectivity right. was changed to Xbox Network. Xbox Live Gold and Game Pass kept their names. Okay. 
I mean, the connectivity was kind of the you know the yeah. big port of, uh, portion of that, and it was very. I mean, the naming is yeah. confusing. So it's the it's a base connectivity that got the name change. Okay, well, that's like the five dollars a month thing, right? No, that's the free. Oh, you, know, okay. you can play these free to play games. Oh, it's so yeah, that you yeah, can that. play yeah, like you don't, you don't need gold anymore to play free to play games anymore, or to watch Netflix or Hulu or anything yeah, like yeah. that. Okay, like you used to have to. <laughs> so they just basically made it even better. <laughs> okay, I mean, and, and they just changed the name to kind of differentiate it a little bit. Uh, I just well, yeah. I had heard that they had changed the name of Xbox Live to. Uh, yeah, to I, I hate technically the Xbox, Xbox Live was just the free connectivity. Okay, well. So I'd hate to see what happens when they if when or if they lose Phil Spencer because like the decisions have been made over the last five years have been pretty good. I mean, I think he's pretty secure in his position at the moment. Well, <laughs> so. just it's just like home run after home run after home run after home I run. I mean, it's it's good for gamers, and I think that's kind of the you know the sentiment they're trying to build is it's I'd, good for gamers. Honestly, I hope that it drives a little bit of competition with Sony because I'd like to see their game service get better. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like the title selection's that great. Uh, I don't like the fact that you have to stream games over it, right? Um, what is that? Yeah. PS Now is that what it's called? Yep. Um, and most of the games are older titles. Like there's some exclusives in there, like right? you can get like God Award, Uncharted, and stuff like that. But like I don't feel like the lineups is good, even though it's broader. It's just like a lot of B tier or A tier from like three or four years ago. Yeah. Well, like yeah. it's it's not. Usually, they may have had a couple of games that released brand new, but most of the time it's older. I mean, it's the the way I see it nowadays is I'm still going to get a PS5 as soon as I can. I mean, well, I just want to the... play. I just want to play. Uh, not Dark Souls, Demon Souls. Dark Souls. I. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I know you want to play Demon Souls, but I I kind of want to pick up the PS5s for. Uh, the games that are actually going to be uh, released, like I want to play God of War Ragnarok, of course, because uh, I played, you know, the 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 newer newest God of War, and it was really good. Um, yeah. I've uh, and I really haven't really gone into the PlayStation ecosystem at first, like from the you know from the get go, uh, and of course, if I could get a PS5 right now. I would, but you can't find them anywhere. So, well, um, I was gonna say, uh, just speaking of Game Pass, I mean, Outriders is coming to Game Pass. Yeah. Um, How Outriders, do you guys feel about Outriders? Because I, I don't. I know that you guys really were poo pooing on it. <laughs> um, I'm just. It's gonna be on Game Pass. So I'm gonna give it a shot and see what it's like, and then if I don't like it, I'll just delete it. Well, I mean, I'm I'm going to give it a, a shot because I also have Game Pass. I'm going to go ahead and give it a shot. Um, I'm not a, you know, I kind of got burned on Destiny uh, in Destiny Two, and to me, it and I really haven't looked into it. Like uh, intentionally, kind of stayed away from the news cycle from it uh, because mm-hmm. either you know, either a I'm going to get uh, gonna get hyped up for it and be like anthemed, or I'm gonna be, you know, be just uninterested completely. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and give it basically a blind shot uh, and see how I like it. Um, I did hear some news about, you know, how they're handling cheaters uh, this week, um, 
So if uh, if you're a cheater in that game, and I guess the game's you know been out in kind of a beta form, like a they've had a demo that came out like a demo earlier this month, right? Yeah. Earlier this month or well, last you, month. And you guys were saying the demo wasn't as fun as you anticipated, essentially, right? It if the demo is what I is what they gave me to base this game for if I want to buy it or not, it's like nothing grabbed me in this demo. It just felt very bland. Okay, I mean. <laughs> I can I, I can understand that I I was yeah. part of the Anthem beta and I felt the same way like immediately almost yeah um, but uh, the people who are playing the demo uh, apparently there are some cheaters out there and cheaters are rampant in any type of PC game they're going to find a way to you know to break the game in some way shape or form uh, but they have detected those cheaters and they're handling it in a different way they're not banning. The cheaters, because I mean, it's a PVE game, right? So it's not like, you know, if you're breaking the game, you're only hurting yourself, really, um, yeah. and your playthrough. Um, but uh, what they're doing is they're watermarking the uh, the cheaters' screen. Uh, they're they're throwing something up on the screen that basically makes it very blatantly obvious that they're a cheater. Uh, and it's meant to annoy the player that's cheating, but it's also uh, the the take that the takeaway that I'm seeing online from it is that it kind of brands those cheaters as um, cheaters to anybody that's watching. So if you're watching a Twitch streamer or any any place that you see, you know people playing this game online and broadcasting it to people, it will broadcast that. Yes, I'm a cheater, basically on you know onto their streams. So it's kind of an incentive for those people who are making content to not cheat. I always knew that streamer used hacks. Right. That motherfucker. Well, so the one thing though that, that motherfucker. Um, I was just confirming is this not coming to PC Game Pass day one. So it'll no. only be a console exclusive. I'm probably still gonna you know I'm still gonna take a look at it as soon as it uh, goes full release. I don't want to. I don't want to poo-poo it right away, and I know I could kind of get the the same kind of um, that the the same kind of in, you know impression that you you had gotten uh, from you yeah. know from the demo. Um, but I also kind of want to see uh, what the full game is like instead of just a snippet. So if it's not coming to PC Game Pass, and I'm going to have to actually put money down because my Xbox is broke as fuck. Um, <laughs> it is a paperweight. Um, if I'm going to have to put money down on it, I'm probably going to watch somebody play it uh, and you know and see what the systems are like. And yeah, it's going to spoil a little bit for me, but I think that's uh, I think that would be a good trade off. I don't think yeah, I'll I'll still read reviews and stuff for it. I haven't completely written it off or anything. It was just. Just didn't From leave a good I've impression. That they put out there for us, yeah, it just didn't seem like anything special. So yeah, and are you picking it up on PC, Jason? Maybe. I mean, I mean on I, console and trying it out. Maybe I. I mean, haven't you, made a decision. You have an Xbox that works. You might as well pick it up on Game Pass and give it a try. Yeah. Um. I mean, I mean, hell, it may turn out that all three of you try it out, and I hear in a podcast in a couple months, like, motherfucker, this is the best goddamn game ever created, you, and blah, blah, blah. You, <laughs> you might, and you might not, because, I mean, yeah, it's, 
I, I thought Destiny 2 was amazing until there wasn't anything to do. Um, <laughs> so. But that's with, like, a lot of online games. Yeah. No one's really figured out how to how to space it out enough so that there's always content. Well, yeah, and that's that's another thing that Bungie is failing at hardcore um right now. Um but I mean, I haven't played Destiny 2 and what is it? Since, you know, fall last year, I think it was. Uh when I stopped playing that game and I basically done everything I wanted to do in that game. There wasn't, and I didn't want to wait for new content to come out. Um, well, so I, I kind of want to switch gears and talk about the, so let's not belabor this too much, but essentially we're back in a spot where hardware is at ridiculous prices with PCs again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. And um, it's not just PC. I mean, it's pretty much anything, but PC is being hit pretty hard right now. Yeah, so essentially LTT put out a pretty good video. Yeah. Um, that kind of went into what's going on. And it's not just the miners. I think the miners play a, a role in this for sure. But with everybody dealing with the pandemic, the need for Silicon shot way up. And so instead of just having the one guy in the household that has the gaming PC, right, that upgrades from time to time, now people are buying Chromebooks, they're buying tablets, they're buying additional items in the home to keep people occupied. And so the demand for silicon is shot way up. And that's that's the super short version of that. And the demand can't meet, or the supply can't meet the demand at this point. Who'd have thunk we'd be like, you know, fighting over, you know, refined sand? Um. <laughs> yeah. And what that's done is it's caused a lot of prices to be greatly influenced. So, for example, in a combo deal... Right. Again, me being the person that used the Amazon app, figured out the drop days, and got it in a month. I got the 3080 with the power supply for 800 bucks. Combo deal. I mean. Right? Yeah. And that was the, uh, you know, I won't go into the version, right? But anyways, because I don't want to piss you guys off. But I will say the same card right now without a power supply on Newegg, right? Again, it was 750 and mm-hmm. then... You know, I got combo pricing, so I got it with for eight hundred bucks. No thing, no combo deal. Uh, Twelve hundred dollars right now on Newegg. It's and it's, that's price gouging. I mean, it's price gouging from Newegg. But then you go into so I've got a kind of a pretty card. It's a white card, right? And it's there's not very many white cards. You might as well say it. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, that card, if you look on eBay, on the low end is running twenty eight hundred dollars. <laughs> and on the high end, because of supply, and they're not making a lot of them at a time, um, is running about $3,400. Rusty's Zotac 3900 is running Zotac. is running at about $3,900, which you paid a premium for it. You paid about 1500 bucks for that fucker. It was a snap decision that uh, I... I definitely like and dislike at the same time because it hit the pocketbook pretty hard. I was I was eating mac and cheese for a while. <laughs> but, you know, I, again, we're not college students anymore and we have decent jobs. So, like, it does make a dent, but it's it's about like you spending $300 when you're in college. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. Well, I mean, there was a time, like, I remember the first time I'd actually picked up a, you know, quote unquote gaming card. Like, I, I've been around computers long enough to see them progress and 
uh, and anything that was a dedicated graphics card from the early, early days was really like kind of basic, right? It just, it didn't have a whole lot of processing on the card if it did any processing. It just had a, a different audio or a different video output, maybe had a game controller or something like that connection, things like that. And then it, you know, and then it started progressing and I see it like, you know, I remember the voodoo cards and things like that. But my very first like big purchase, like I thought back then that a $400 graphics card was out of the fucking question, like super duper, like I was buying gold at that point. Like that was really fucking expensive back then. And I mean... You're, uh, and I'm talking like this is ninety five, um, four hundred dollars. But now you can't even get like even the basic you know graphics cards for that. Um, uh, you're looking at you know you know like what you were saying like you know you know hundreds of dollars like seven hundred to a thousand dollars for you know for a graphics card is stupid. Yeah, nobody should be spending that kind of money. I, and, I mean, unless you're <laughs> unless you're a you know, independently wealthy or make ridiculous money. Like even then, it seems like a stupid decision. Yeah, I mean, it really def, uh, definitely adds to the uh, the budget for you know for if you're trying to build new. And of course, if you want to build new uh, a new system, you kind of want to you know to build to last you for a few years because I mean it's a big expense. But yeah. what I'm getting at is for the most part. People are going to be keeping their existing GPUs at this point because you can't find them on eBay right. or Craigslist or anything. And buying them is going to take a special sort of something to even get your foot in the door. Right. Right now, the things that you can do that make a big difference, um, you can always overclock your overall CPU a little bit with an air cooler. Right. I'm actually thinking about doing this right now. I don't really need to, but I... But I, I don't. I have a stock cooler, right? And I wanted to get a a knock to a cooler, yeah, or a cooler master cooler. And a CPU cooler usually runs you around. I'm looking about spending fifty to sixty bucks, yeah, and then crank out another point five. Well, more than point five. Yeah. Uh, I want to go from because my stock speed's like three point eight. Yeah, you could probably and get I could probably get up to about four 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 one four uh, two. I think I can. Uh, on on an air cooler, you gotta you gotta realize that uh, Rusty that, never overclocks anything. No, I do overclock, and I uh, and I understand the limitations of overclock. Now, overclocking the current gen, you know, like the current uh, you know, processors is different than the older processors. Where you could push the older processors up to like four, you know, four or four or higher on a uh, on an air cooler, you have to realize that that was like maybe two to four cores. Now you're looking at eight or 16 cores or, you know, eight to 16 cores. That's a, to, you know, that's a fair average. point because I had a quad core. Right. Or no, that was a, the i7 was a six core, wasn't it? Um, it, it, it really does. Uh, I think it depends. Um, but, I think that particular one I had it clocked up to 4.8 with that air cooler. Yeah. And you're looking at different, uh, different amount of cores, which means, you know, each core is going to have its own heat load. And uh, and if one of those cores is not stable at that heat load, then you're going to have instability in the whole system. So your your target has to be lower uh, to keep all of your cores at a uh, at a stable temperature. But what I'm getting at is 
So there's a lot of different ways to kind of determine where you need, where your bottleneck is, right? When you're not looking at just the GPU. Right. And a really easy way to do this without really digging into the nitty gritty is what is this game really intensive on, right? Right. Does it have a lot of texture pop in, right? Like does it, is it really RAM intensive? Is it really CPU intensive? And you can look games up and say, is this CPU intensive game, right? Is this GPU intensive game? And get a decent idea of where some of that stuff is without having to dive in and look at your PC part score and all this other stuff. Right. And I'll tell you, one of the biggest upgrades that's not that expensive still, and I'm still looking it up to make sure, because the market's been really crazy, is NVMe. Yes. We've talked about NVMe so much lately because it's such a game changer and it costs the same, roughly the same as a regular SSD. But on average, it's like five times faster than your typical SSD. Or more. Yeah, uh, more. But d- just even like your basic NVMe. Like, don't get the stupid off-brand. Like, at least get Kingston or something, right? But <coughs> you can get a one terabyte NVMe for around $100. And it is going to be such a game changer for everything that you do because of the speed, the writes, read-write speed on these things. Yes. It means your games load faster. It means your textures load faster. It means that if it ends up having to move into page file... For some reason, you will never have to worry about that unless you have a decent amount of RAM. It's... But I'm just saying, even in that case, that edge case, because some games do, right? Um, it makes all of those things work better. And it was the most significant upgrade I made before I made my GPU upgrade by a long shot. Processor, you don't necessarily have to get the latest gen Ryzen to get a good processor. If you've got a, if you've got a really old processor like that i7 I had, yeah. Ryzen 5 was a really decent upgrade for me that I did notice. Well, there's there's a couple things that you can do. Uh, of that's course, under 200 bucks. I mean, that if you'd ask me from, you know, from the get-go, what was the single best thing that you can do for your PC to get you know, to bring any PC up to uh, up to speed, it would be NVMe. NVMe. I mean, we've talked about this on the show. You can get a P- NVMe riser card for like four, you know, 10 to 14 bucks. Well, and just to explain and, what that is is it's so not every board has an NVMe slot, but right. a lot of car, almost all all modern boards have PCI slots. Right, and you just plug this into a PCI slot, and then on the cheapest version, which are like ten bucks, yeah, you plug in an NV, NVMe um, M.2 into this thing, yeah, and then it just mm-hmm. you just go through the basic discovery on a new hard drive, and you're done. Yeah, it's it you can find how to do that stuff online. There's videos for it and everything. So. That would be the 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 single best thing that you could do to uh, to bring up your uh, up your speed. But if you're looking to uh, to build, and I know most of the people who can't buy new, and there isn't you know there isn't new parts available. I mean, Intel still has some stock available, I guess. But uh, if you're looking for AMD stuff, you can still actually you know do very well with you know last year's chip or the year before's chip. Um, you know, and you can still get a lot of game out of processors. And the reality here is, is that uh, you do not need the latest, greatest processor to actually play games. Well, and I know that it's annoying that you want it to run at 4K60. I'll tell you that that's even been a challenge with the 3080 in some regard. Mm-hmm. Um, Cyber, well, Cyberpunk was a mess on settings, but on a lot of things, it's still been a little bit of playing around with settings still to get 4K60 on certain games. Um, if you're looking for 1080 gaming though, a lot of 1080 gaming will run on a 1060 on up. 
and I know a lot of you guys that are running or 5700 AMD, right? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of that stuff's still going to work. Um, you can overclock your card a little bit, but I, before you go into overclocking your GPU, which may require aftermarket cooling and a bunch of other stuff, I would go with the NVMe upgrade and upgrade your RAM. Yep. I found, so I had some G-Skill RAM. That's what I got in my PC. Um, because I'm running an AMD platform, I had got XMP profile on there, which means that you can almost double your speed, basically. Well, um, yeah, it's you can do that on and, Intel as well. Okay, well, it's and it's not hard. It's literally, if you look up how to set up XMP, right? First, make sure your RAM supports it, right? Right. And your motherboard supports it. And then it's like three clicks in your BIOS. And most of the way, BIOS isn't like it was 10 years ago where you had to like sit there and change RAM timings and all this other stuff. It's literally says, load XMP profile. And then you pick the speed that matches your RAM. And then you just... Most, click save and exit. Most of the time, you know, even, you know, modern boards will actually, you know, talk to the RAM and find out what speed it runs. So it will, it'll pick the speed that the RAM is, uh, is compatible with. Well, and like when we're talking upgrades, so like first Demi, right, I was like, I'm going to get myself a little mini PC upgrade. I was like, I'm going to get some more RAM. So I just looked up in Newegg what I'd gotten from my RAM a year and a half ago, matched it. And got the same thing, but just doubled it. So it went from 16 to 32 gigs. You didn't need to do that, but that's okay. <laughs> I didn't. I, I wanted to. You didn't need to do that. Most uh, my, my, 16 my, my gigs is most of the time of what you need. My recommendation, if you're not doing anything more than gaming, is 16 gigs. You know, that's pretty much all you would need for, uh, for any video game. Um, if you're doing productivity work... You know, audio, video editing, things like that. You might need more, but outside of that, uh, sixteen gigs is perfectly fine. Well, and we're talking. We've been talking to Jason about what we wanted. To, we we're suggesting that he needed to do, and he still got some spinny drives and that little mini SSD I gave him. Um, yep, that's the thing I'm recommending really hardcore for you. Like the last thing yeah. that you really need is an NVMe. You're still slinging rust, I see. <laughs> still slinging it. Well, no. Jason got lucky and got that 2080. Is it a super or is it a regular 2080? It's just a 20. It's just a normal 2080. Which is still a hell of a graphics card. I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> right now going for thousands of dollars. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, my, my second, my second big mistake. No, <laughs> I, I wanted to get that to you. That was yeah. that's my old uh, twenty eighty. I mean, I got a stupid fucking deal on that thing. <laughs> it was like one hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah. Oh he, my god, I could sell he that paid for pennies for it. I could sell um, that for ten times that. <laughs> no, I was actually looking at the MVME card and a new motherboard, so I can. Buy that processor off Did you of just you say for NVMe cheap. NVMe card, uh, yeah. Oh, the the riser card. The, okay, the riser card. Yeah. Okay. All right. I was like, oh god, here we go. And the motherboard. I can't find it. So I could for grab that. Right no. So I can grab that. Oh, uh, eBay, twelve ninety nine. Yep. See, about ten dollars, uh, ten times more. <laughs> um, the way I see it, you owe me. So I could grab that CPU off of you for cheap. Mm-hmm. Oh the. Wait, what? Excuse me, what? You were going to try to what? Yes, I have a 9900KF sitting on the shelf. You were mm-hmm. going to try to get me to do what now? Sell sell that to you for yeah. cheap? Yeah. Oh, you, my sweet summer child, you are. Yeah, maybe you, you are. sell it for you cheap. Maybe it just falls off the back of the apartment window. Who knows? Bought all of them. 
I went in. So, I mean, there was a little secondhand store. I mean, this is how I got the the twenty eighty for you know for one hundred and fifty bucks. Uh, there was a secondhand store that you know that sells uh, basically like Newegg returns or uh, Amazon returns. Um, they yes. buy stuff off of a uh, in a pallet and then they just slap a uh, price tag on stuff. Well, they had the ninety nine hundred KFs uh, for I think it was a hundred bucks a piece, uh, and I went in and bought two of them. I was like, okay, I mean, these are really decent, you know, processors for a hundred bucks. Fuck yeah. I went in, bought two of them, and everybody that was there to like pick up PC parts at that time, because there was, you know, it was the the day yep. that they put you know, put them on sale. I I grabbed two of those things and I just get like freaking like 15 freaking people staring at me going, you bastard. Like, uh, you were you going to buy two of them? What the fuck are you going to do with two processors? And I'm like, I'm going to find a use for them. I put, I put one of them to use and the other one's sitting on a shelf teasing Jason. And he's now fucking yep. eyeing that shit. I'm like, no, I'm going to build a second PC when I can find PC parts. <laughs> but that that being said, right, like you can, if you really got cash, instead of bank, paying scalper prices, prices, and you want to get a 3080, like the best way to do that is with a pre-built right now that yeah. you can get a warranty on. The You can go to, um, I, I wouldn't buy it from like, I, I'm, I'm, when you're saying pre-built, don't go to Walmart to buy your no, shit. No, no. We're talking um, about like you you want to go to uh to some place like, like I buy power. I was about to or say some, I buy power, yeah. Uh or uh or there's a bunch of different uh different makers uh or as uh, system integrators. That's what the that's the word I was looking for. The system integrators online are the places you're gonna want to go to because A They've got uh, ex- exclusive deals for like you know the you know wholesale prices for uh, for the you know the parts themselves, so they don't mark them up like crazy uh, for the individual parts. And the system integrators will uh, will you know give you warranties and support yep. and everything like for, that. For example, just pulling this up, right? You could spend twenty eight hundred dollars on a single card through eBay. With no warranty, et cetera, right? Maybe it's in the original packaging. Or you go to CyberPower PC and pay twenty seven forty five for a full machine with that card. With that card, right, with a warranty. Yeah. Um, and get it in about sixty days. I mean, if you're only looking for a graphics card, it might actually still be a better deal because you get all those other parts. You know, so but, you could flip those too. Yeah, even if you just pull that graphics card out and put it in your current rig, you have another rig that you just need to put whatever you want into it. You could put your old graphics card in it and still be perfectly fine. You know, yeah. The, the point we're trying to make is you don't have, you can play it. There's a not a lot of games out there that need to be the freaking, uh, you don't you know, have to do it like what I play everything on ultra, but you don't have to play everything at ultra. The games are perfectly playable at low to medium settings. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, Jason is. Uh, Shit, I played. I started playing cyberpunk at medium settings on a 1070. Yeah. I mean, I mean so did I, right? And you play, it played through the entire game at medium settings and was perfectly fine. You got the full experience yeah. from it. It just didn't yeah, have I'm the halfway candy. through Cyberpunk on a PS4 Pro. I mean, that's like low <laughs> settings, right? Oh my god! Uh, oh, I feel sorry. <laughs> how I can't how believe you, you struggled through that. 
How the fuck did you do that, man? I'd throw no, the it, fucking controller the through The game wall. is still pretty fun. Right. Despite the issues. <laughs> I mean... It's, uh, it's kind of like playing Oblivion all over again, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I Back lived through that shit. <laughs> we, we made that comparison uh, right after, you know, we got our hands on Cyberpunk. It was like, oh, this is... You know, we've lived through oblivion. We lived it's, through the ba- the bad times of Skyrim. Well, this like indie corner bugs. of podcast where when I say indie corner, I mean like us and TVGP and No Quarters, where all basically had the same sentiment about the uh, the oblivion or the Bethesda experience and being old enough to remember when games ran like shit. And we were so wowed. And so it didn't feel like the jarring experience of somebody expecting something like that to run at 60 FPS out the gate. Yeah. Um. But, you know, I I know some people that have done the same thing, you know, that have uh, went through the struggle bus of playing at 30 FPS locked, maybe, and not There's... quite 4K. <laughs> 30 the FPS on a good The mantra day. is save once, save often. Save, <laughs> save yeah. once, save often. <laughs> so, like, you know. Have backup saves. Uh, but I did maximize my performance out of that 1070 quite a bit for about the year and a half that I had it and was able to get fairly far with it. And in fact, right, because this shortage, so John Beecham that's on Picking Up the Pixels, formerly Carousel, long 20-year friend of mine, um, I sold him. I didn't give him scalper prices on it. He was trying to build a PC for his wife, Susie. Mm-hmm. Um, Spectre Vision, I'll just plug her right here. She's got a like a avant-garde not really a vlog. It's just she streams. She does, she's a variety show, right, on YouTube. Um, but she was struggling because she couldn't get a card. And then I gave her the 1070 for like a hundred bucks, which I thought was extremely fair at oh, this yeah. point. <laughs> which oh, yeah. John was like, "Here's the money. Yep, <laughs> here's the money." I mean, he's been <laughs> shopping around for parts for that uh, for we, a while, and he had been shopping since September trying to get a card and was getting super frustrated because he had everything built but the card. And then when we finally got that, he was like, okay, a key component, this will work. I was like, it's a 1070. It will literally, literally run everything 1080p60. Yep. Um, and struggle bus a little bit on 4K. Like I got 30 FPS 4K on medium to high I'm settings. I'm surprised you even got 4K to work on. <laughs> I've got a very well optimized rig. It's just, um, I mean, the the reality here is, and what you should, the, the base takeaway from this is you don't need 4K to play a game. Uh, you don't even need 2K to play a game. You don't need 1440p to play a game. If you want to play a game and experience everything that game has to offer, 1080p is probably you know probably the biggest sweet spot you can hit. Uh, 60 FPS is easy to hit with most uh, most graphics cards that you can pick up. You know either used or uh, or fairly on the cheap, you can get about 60 frames per second. Um, you don't need, you know, you don't need the highest, you know, uh, settings to experience that. You could play it on medium and be perfectly fine. Everything, you know, functions in the game, sort of, unless you're playing cyberpunk. Uh, and then, <laughs> uh, and then, uh, you know, the, uh, the things that you can control, like if you can't get new hardware, you can control the settings and you can control the resolution. But just like I said, like NVMe and RAM are things that are still not quite as effective. RAM's slowly going up in price, so you might grab that fast if you've got outdated RAM. But um, RAM is RAM had uh, back stock, so there was a lot of RAM sitting in warehouses, and 
um, the the rush on PC building because of the pandemic actually started to eat away at that stock. And now the stock is getting lower and there isn't enough, you know, uh, production for it to meet demand. That's why it's uh, going up in price. Some parts didn't go up in price like the graphics cards because that's like low supply, high demand. Uh, RAM was high supply up until just recently, and now it's starting to go up in price. Well, and you don't have to get GDDR5 RAM right now. No. GDDR4 will do absolutely beast mode. I mean, you don't need the highest RAM. Um, You don't need the highest speed RAM. Uh, In fact, you really don't need anything more than, you know, know, DDR4 uh, and 16 gigs and, and pretty much any one of those speeds you can changing the speed of your RAM only adds maybe a couple frames per second. It's more about your capacity and, you know, and, um, yeah, you can get faster RAM, but you start spending more of a premium at that point. <laughs> yeah. RGB also doesn't make it go yeah, faster. As much I as I RGB. love RGB, man, I love my RGB. It's just like a fucking the disco over fuck here. fuck is wrong with you? Dude. <laughs> I don't what? need a goddamn light show every time I turn on my fucking computer. I just need it to work. I mean, See, I don't, all I have is some <laughs> red lights in mine, and then it's hidden in a corner so my dog's not interested in it. So I've been super lucky. Like, Lola has had zero interest in the PC. My my machine can do fucking, like, un, uh, unicorn fucking rainbow farts over here. I don't fucking care. I just keep it on... I keep it on a muted blue and purple, and it just kind of glows in the background. Is and that's I all think I really want. Jason has RGB either, do you? There no. are some lights in there. That's he's, it. he's like it lights a, up a little bit. <laughs> but the no, re- there is a little bit of RGB on the board. It's on that old board yeah, itself. I would think it's a little red. Is yeah. it red? Uh, and there's he's got my hand me down. So. There's a there's a little bit of rainbow on that 2080 card. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's about and it. And that's it. And I never see it because it sits behind the my entertainment center in my living room. If, so if you don't have a case like mine, like and then just my case is completely closed. Right. So see, just, I don't have a I don't have a plat I don't have a I was gonna call it plasteel. I don't have a plexiglass. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't have a plexiglass. Are we in Star Wars? He's gonna yeah. go fucking superistic with the fucking like transparent aluminum, man. <laughs> I mean, I found one case that had a. It's not even what millimeter fan is that on the side? You don't even know. It's it's so big. I've never seen that size before. It's a box it's fan. That's what it is. Twenties or something. It might be. Um, like you can't see it, but if you can see my hands, Nip, it's, it's a this box big. Fan. It's this Jesus big. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's it's a huge it's it's a very ventilated PC. You don't need that. And you don't well, need and you don't need what I've got. Like, I mean the the case just, I would if, you know what I will say about cases though? Huh. Don't get micro ATX, don't get regular ATX, get the full size case. I think it makes building so much the, easier. The reality here is is that you could build a PC in a shoebox. It doesn't I matter know. what case you have. No, but I'm just saying in the in like functionally. I've, I've cable managed on a micro ATX board I and mean, it fucking sucks. Yeah, I mean if yeah. you're going to buy a case, definitely go for you know for don't at worry. the very minimum. Uh, you would go for a mid tower, uh, a, you know ATX mid tower. 
uh, and I go don't full go every time. and don't you you don't need the fucking like three foot tall fucking server PC cases that you can find out there. Mid tower to full tower is about where you're looking for, um, just for ease of building in. Um, I keep but, thinking about uh, a but new very, case just because it's mine's old. But very literally, and I'm and I'm totally one hundred percent correct. You can build this shit on a shoebox. You could build it. You could build it on a piece of fucking you know plywood and put it up on your fucking on your wall. wall. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily matter for PC functionality. It's just you know the case itself is an enclosure, and you want to make sure that that enclosure has good ventilation, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's meant to be an enclosure for ventilation and to also make sure that all of your fuzzies and your animal fur doesn't get on the circuits that need to be clean. Right. So, so make sure to clean <laughs> your fucking cases and your machines. And don't, right. don't use a leaf blower like I used to. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. A leaf blower? What? Remember I did that that one time? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. That Yeah, please don't, you know, don't shoot fucking oil at your PC, dude. dude there's so many times with my job, because I work IT, where people go to turn on a computer it, that's out on the floor in production. It's like it won't turn on. And I can see the thing is just covered in an inch of dust. So all I do is unplug everything, open it up, bring it over to an airline, hold the air hose about three feet away, and it's just a plume of dust blowing out of it. <laughs> and it just turns on fine. Of course like, it does. Yeah. Dude. It's like, there's your problem right there. It couldn't connect with itself. I could. It couldn't breathe. It needs yeah. air. I mean, since you are an IT guy, is there any other words of wisdom you might have, Nimp, on the build suggestions we're making? Uh, something that I was going to bring up is if you want to dabble with liquid cooling um, just for overclocking or anything like that, Course Air does have a Hydro Series. Yes. That I actually use their smaller one in my current build right now. Works really well. It goes for $79 right now for the smaller one. It's 120 fan with a radiator. And the bigger one, it's a two fan, uh, 240 millimeter CPU cooler. And that one's $100. Do they do a so GPU it, cooler too? I'm sorry, what? They do a GPU cooler too if you wanted to go aftermarket cooling on your GPU. Yeah, um, I believe they do. I didn't pull those up um, just because the CPU one's the only one that I've used. Right. Um, but it's literally just you replace the socket fan for your CPU with this new radiator thing. And this radiator plugs into the normal port on your motherboard and you hang the fan and the radiator into a normal vent spot you would for your computer. <laughs> right. It's not that complicated, so if that's something you wanted to dabble in, check it out. Give it a shot. NXT has some pretty good ones, too. Well, if you're looking for, like, AIOs, you know, NZXT, you mean? Mm. Um, the AI uh, For AIOs are all-in-one coolers. That is, you know, that is another thing that you can do. The, hi the Hydro Series is, like, full-on water cooling. Yeah, uh, I think for me, like I said, I've had really good success with air cooling for cheap. The yeah. Cooler Masters, I've not had any issue with, and I really want a Noctua. You, like, the Noctua to me is, like, the premium air cooler. They're, they're damn good. Very yeah. good. Uh, for for air cooler, you, you remember, struggle like we, to find something better. Remember you got that Cooler Master that's actually sitting right over there, and we plugged that, we put that on that sandy lake, and it dropped it, like... 40 degrees Celsius. I don't even want to fucking talk about what you had on that motherfucker. Because 
You know, this this motherfucker before he decided to buy that uh, that air cooler, I was, he was running using it to the, the stock... max with the stock fan and had the fan curve turned all the way the fuck up. He was using Jeez. an uh, it was an uh, was it an AMD or Intel? I can't remember what it was. Oh, it's the oh, oh yeah, twenty seven hundred Sandy yeah. Hook or Sandy Hook. Okay, oh, so no, not Sandy Hook, Sandy, Sandy Lake. So he was using an Intel cooler. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, and the Intel cooler is you know it has like little plastic feet. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I go the board and he's well, like the thermal paste had been melting. I can't apparently. get this thing to go, you know, go any faster. I can't get this thing to go any faster. So, I mean, he he was not wanting to mount this thing himself because he hadn't fucked with it in a while. And I'm like, OK, I mean, I do this shit on a daily basis. So I come over, I help him with that I take the fucking cooler off. The Intel cooler wasn't fully seated. It wasn't even contacting the fucking heat spreader. I'm like, this is your problem. Only half of your processor was getting any cooling. Well, no wonder. Uh, you know, so uh, we put that fucking, you know, the uh, the aftermarket one on there. And, of course, it dropped at fucking like 40 degrees. But it just, it like <laughs> sucked all the heat. I was so amazed at how much difference that damn thing made. Yeah. I mean. There are some good air coolers out there. Properly oh, yeah. seated heat sink and fan is a pretty and, good indication. Hey, my bad eyes couldn't see it. Well, and if you don't know how either. to properly put on thermal paste, watch a video because there is a proper way. There is. And the method may be a slightly different, but they all do the same thing and you need to do it right or mm-hmm. else that is a quick way to thoroughly fuck up your system. <laughs> the proper way to do thermal paste is you take the little syringe of the thermal paste, right? And you just put it in the middle of the processor and you just squirt the whole thing on it? Is no, that, you don't do the whole thing because then you'll have excess. I, I mean, that's – I'm doing that to trigger you. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I know because – I was already going to start lecturing you on that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know better, motherfucker. <laughs> I, I know better because uh, because in my line of work, I work on, uh, on C, you know, uh, server CPUs. Uh, and there is multiple different lines of server CPUs, uh, with different, you know, different sockets and different sizes, right? Yeah. Uh, and each one of those has its manufacturer specification for thermal paste application. Uh, so I have to remember about eight different patterns of thermal paste application for what processor I'm working on. (laughs) Uh, depending on what processor I'm working on. So I understand where you're coming from. Um, but, uh, for general home PC, if you're changing the thermal paste, which is something that you could, you should probably do every so often, not, not every week. I'm thinking maybe like once every two to three years. That's what I was thinking, two to three years probably. Um, you can change the thermal paste, which is an easy way to bring down your temperatures with and get more performance out of your system. Uh, thermal paste is fairly cheap. You can get it for 10 to 15 bucks. Um, and the, uh, the industry standard for most home processors is about a P size yep. dollop uh, in the middle of the heat spreader. Um, and that's all you need. You don't need anything more than maybe a small pea to like a large grain of rice, you know, more than, more than that, you end up spreading it outside the chip and that's where the excess comes from. Uh, and anything less than that, you're not getting enough 
between the peat spreader and the processor. Yep. So and the last thing that I have to bring up for all of this is if you still want to build your own PC or you're just curious about seeing prices for components, PC part, pick, part picker, best website. Yep. PC That's what we've been using for a while. Yeah. PC parts yep. picker will help you kind of aggregate different prices uh, and will kind of identify any uh, potential incompatibilities. So yep. Uh, it is, it's a very valuable website. You can go there and, you know, kind of pre-build your PC on their website and kind of see what, you know, everything's going to cost and what, uh, uh, you know, you can actually see other people's builds as well with parts yeah. lists. Yeah. If you don't have a clue on what you're doing, they do have build guides there. So you can just click on them based on your budget and they've already got pre-built, you know, Hey, this is what you need. This is where you can get it from yep. that kind of thing. So, yeah. It's, and uh, they, they actually have a lot of uh, – I haven't been on in a while, but it looks like they started adding videos and stuff too recently. Yep. yep. So I, I, I use the, uh, the user um, things. What you can do is if you hear about a particular part, like you're looking for, uh, for builds that include – I'm going to use the 9900KF because I was looking for builds specifically for that processor. Um, and – I have that part. I want to find builds for it. You can put that part in there and then you can find builds that include this part and you can kind of see the parts list for other people who built with that part. So you can kind of see what kind of uh, cooling that they decided to go with. Um, what kind of, uh, system, you know, like I call them system boards, but they're motherboards uh, that they decided to go with for that processor. Um, what, what RAM and what speeds of RAM that you, uh, that, that board actually, you know, supports. And then there's comments yeah. on each one of those, uh, so that you can kind of fine tune your build. So pretty much anybody that, you know, that has at least a base knowledge of what a computer part is, can use that website to, you know, build a PC list, PC parts list, and then find a buddy. I mean, this is the best best way to go about it is, you know, you, if you don't want to go system integrator, find a buddy that can build a PC. There's, yep. you know, if you don't know a buddy, your buddy knows a buddy that can build a PC, you know, and, uh, and f uh, for me, it, with my small circle, if Justin was to say, I need to build a PC, can you help me build a PC? I'd be like, yeah, sure. Cool. I can do that. If it's, you know, and that's like extends to my family too, because that's a thing that happens every time I go to visit family is like, fix my PC. Um, but if it's a buddy of a buddy, I'd be like, yeah, dude, just buy me a pizza or something. You know, it's like, you know, if you want me to to build a PC, you're going to buy all the parts and you just want me to build it. And I mean, it takes like a couple hours of my, t of my day. Yeah, depending. If, if, yeah, pizza and a beer. I mean, you <laughs> know. I don't. I don't necessarily charge that much for you know for just building services. Yeah, I mean, and if you don't even really have to mess with Windows that much, like it can even be even faster. You know? Right. I mean, like if you just want me to throw things together, I can do that easy. I can do that in my sleep now. <laughs> yeah. The, the the hardest part is cable management. That's the only thing that always takes me time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I feel like we've given a pretty well rounded approach to a lot of this stuff. We've had a very well rounded show. Um, Jason, where can you find us? 
Find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Our YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash TiltCast. And search for us on iTunes and Stitcher. Rate us, or sorry, Spotify. Rate us and review us. <laughs> and subscribe. Wow, Stitcher's old. Wow, dude. Yeah, you can find some friends of the show. We've got Cabbage, KBG. We've got For the Love of Gaming. We've got NoQuarters.net. We've got Picking Up the Pixels. We've got bmfcast.com. I'm actually wearing one of those shirts, one star we're in. Um, and we have tvgp.tv. They build AMD rigs. And with that, it's the end of the show. Peace. Bye.